MMR's President Seed Podcast is brought to you by Acme. Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program. Acme Markets. Fresh food, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show Podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's News Update with Kathy Romano. It is August 28th, a Monday morning. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. An investigation is underway after multiple cars were stolen from a garage in Philadelphia on Sunday. It happened on the 2900 block of Arch Street near 30th Street Station in the University City neighborhood. Several thieves broke into a lockbox where the car keys were stored and got away with at least seven vehicles, mostly Audis. The garage houses rental cars, which all have trackers in them. So far, Philadelphia police have recovered three white Audi SUVs in the city's Summerdale section. Creamy from but uh, hasn't this been happening fairly frequently? Uh, the, you've had a couple stories like this where they've Taken broken multiple. in like a crew and stolen like six, seven, eight cars. Yeah, what was the, the other one? Was, well, the last one wasn't cars. I think it was... Um, Motorcycles. Was a, uh, yeah, like the dirt bike. Right, um, right, right. Yeah. Uh, police located one of the vehicles Sunday night along the 900 block of Sanger Street. They also located two other vehicles in a nearby alley off of Trotter Street. There's no word yet on any possible suspects in the case. Police in Newcastle County, Delaware say they've had enough of unsanctioned car meets. Drivers allegedly gather several times outside of the Pike Creek Shopping Center to drag race. Neighbors say Saturday night was the second time in six months that people use the shopping center in Pike Creek for an unsanctioned car meet. They are also worried that it will continue to happen. A video of the incident shows dozens of cars racing around the lot. Residents say about 50 cars were in the parking lot making a lot of noise and leaving behind a mess. Videos show cars doing donuts, drifting, and other stunts at about 1130 in the evening. There are several skid marks on the ground where it happened. Uh, the crowd left track beer bottles scattered on the ground after they left the scene. Employees and cars were still in the parking lot when the car meet took place. Another unsanctioned car meet turned deadly in Newcastle just last week. Delaware State Police say about 100 cars were on Bear Corbett Road when gunshots rang out. A 17-year-old was shot and killed. A 21-year-old was also shot and injured but survived. So when there's... There- so the big thing is when you're street racing, you're normally drag racing, right? You car side right. by side, okay. And the, but the other issue is now in the intersections with the, the drift drifting okay. and all. Yeah, that. they do. Yeah. Well, they do like I guess they call them sideshows or whatever. Right. But uh, yeah, it's not there that they're <clears throat> drift racing. They're right. just spinning around, just spinning doing around. donuts and all that okay. stuff. This was a long, long time ago, over 20 years ago. But there was somebody that we worked with that was down on uh, Gerard, <laughs> I think, was driving down kind of that industrial part uh, near the stadiums, and was just trying to get from A to B going somewhere and pulls up and there's some traffic and this is before everybody was doing the the donuts and all that stuff and she goes yeah apparently somebody walked up to our window and we were in line to drag race oh my god and like they had they were just trying to go somewhere it was hilarious and they had no idea and she's like no no no, no, we're we're not uh, yeah we'll just travel through my Camry is not gonna not going to go up against these, right? yeah. And by the way, the most like demure person just say, oh, well, I guess I'm drag racing. Yeah. <laughs> That's really funny. Several residents in Upper Mukunjee Township reported that a mysterious loud boom caused the ground to shake at about 8.15 on Friday morning. Police searched the neighborhood and surrounding communities. <laughs> By foot and drone. Well, it might have been that because they didn't know what it was. Okay. Uh, they searched the community by foot and drone, but they say they were unable to find any source for the sounds or vibration. Calls to police for the loud thud or boom that shook the ground led to an investigation into the source, according to a news release from the local police department. Uh, Upper Mukunji said the calls from the residents started coming in Friday just after 8 in the area of Old Town Community near Rupsville and Grange Roads. Why isn't there a Department of Unidentifiable Thuds? 
booms. <laughs> Township police officers searched throughout the neighborhood and surrounding communities, but they were unable to find anything. There was no uh, reports of any destroyed structures or injuries as a result of the incident. In addition, the ground search and un, uh, unmanned aerial search conducted by the Lehigh, Lehigh County drone team turned up no evidence of damage, police said. Township police ask anyone with information on the source of the complaint to contact the headquarters or use the tip text line. All information received will remain anonymous, police say. In sports this morning. The Phillies completed a three-game sweep of the St. Louis Cardinals after winning 3-0 yesterday afternoon at the ballpark. Aaron Nola allowed just one hit and struck out nine in seven strong innings. Kyle Schwarber hit another home run, and the Phillies improved to 14 games over 500 with a record of 72-58. and Johan Rojas had three hits, and Bryce Harper added an RBI single for the Phillies, who outscored the Cardinals 22-3 in the series. Jose Alvarado tossed a scoreless eighth, and Craig Kimbrell completed a two-hit shutout with his 20th save in 22 tries with a scoreless nine. Tonight, the Los Angeles Angels come to town for a three-game series. Taiwan Walker will get the start. The first pitch is set for 7.05. On Saturday night, Daniel Gazdag scored from the penalty shot for his team-high tying 10th goal of the season and the Union Cruz to a 3-1 win against host D.C. United. They did it. Michael Urie and Jack McGlynn also scored before halftime for the Union, who won their third straight match in league uh, competition. Up next for the Union is a trip to Canada to take on Toronto FC on Wednesday night at 7.30. And in golf, Victor Hovland won the Tour Championship by five strokes over Zandel, over Xander Shoffley at Eastlake Golf Club. Hovland carded a 7-under 63 in the final round to finish 27-under 11 shots better than the U.S. Open winner Wyndham Clark, who finished third and 13 better than Rory McIlroy, who was in fourth. It was Hovland's second straight victory after he captured the BMW Championship last week. His latest win came with the FedEx Cup and an $18 million bonus. Hoblin earned $21.6 million over the past two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what I have for you this morning. Thank you very much, Kathy. Welcome back. A weekend is gone. A work week begins. And we are happy that you're a part of it, sharing us, uh, sharing our show with you. Today, we have a few things to get started with. We're going to have for the Word of the Week prize. Now, it's going to be a short week. We're going to give this away on Thursday. We're going into a holiday weekend. So our Word of the Week prize, only four letters. We have a four-pack of tickets as MM. MMR rocks Aerosmith, the Peace Out Farewell Tour, wow. which is this Saturday, by the way. Big show. And not just uh, not just uh, Aerosmith, Black Crows are playing that show. Too. So this is pretty badass, yeah. Uh, so listen up at the end of the program. We'll get the letter for the word and all that good stuff and uh, hopefully make you a very happy person by yes. the end of the week. Uh, speaking of the Phils, we're going to have, as a guest today, Brandon Marsh. Love that guy. On the show. He is awesome. Uh, so we'll chat with him and see what his feelings are as we head towards postseason and uh, with the uh, Angels coming in town and uh, all that good stuff. You're so, looking good, man. Yeah. So uh, they look and they're having fun. Which yeah. Is, I, I love seeing, man, when these guys are having a good time. 
time. Uh, so we'll chat with uh, Brandon around 9 o'clock this morning. And, um, you know, we'll just kind of tee it up and get it rolling. Mosey on along. That we will. So why don't we take a break, come back in a moment. The entertainment report, I'm sure you heard the news. Bob Barker passed away. It's horrible, so we'll dive into a little bit of that and a few other things. We'll return shortly. Stay with us, please. In MMR's early days, we used carrier pigeons for requests, but some people got mad at us. So now we have the text line at 39333. It's faster, better, and there's less poop. So text us anytime at 39333. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. Kidding! Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Winning Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Window Nation, you feeling the heat, mm, are you? High temps aren't the only thing that are getting you hot under the collar. Wait till you see those energy bills. The solution, call my friends at Window Nation for new energy-efficient windows. And right now you get 50% off any style window. Bows, bays, double-hung, sliders, 50% off. Plus zero down, zero payments, and 0% interest for 24 months. And this week only, you can receive an additional 10% off. 866-90NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them we sent you. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We're going to do the stupid question and give away a pair of tickets to see uh, John John and Pete John Stewart. John Mulaney and Pete David. So it's John John and Pete. <laughs> All right. So John Stewart, John Mulaney, and Pete Davidson. This is going to be Sunday, November or September 10th at the Hard Rock in Atlantic City. And the question that I posed to you is this. What is a female donkey called? Female donkey. Yes. Huh. 215-263-WMMR. Had not heard this term until I saw this this morning. What is a female donkey called? 215-263-WMMR. We have a whole bunch of birthdays to mention. Today being the 28th day of August, we'll start with Olympic gold medal winning figure skaters. Scott Hamilton. Yay! 65 years old. Still freaky to see him do a backflip. It's amazing. He's such a tiny guy and um, he would just I, when, when he got into the professional circuit, because apparently you can't do it in a competition anymore. Right, right, yeah. In the Olympics, he would just do a flat out backflip on skates. It's crazy. I can't even stand on skates. Yeah. So he's uh, turning 65 years old. Happy birthday to him. Uh, it's also Jason Priestley's birthday today. Beverly Hills 90210. Who did he play? I was not at Beverly Hills. It's Brandon, Brandon. wasn't he? Yeah, Brandon. Yeah. Okay. He was the brother of this, of uh, Shannon. Brandon Morris, right? Yeah. His last names. And they went to the Peach Pit. They went yep. to the Peach Pit. And uh, Dylan. Dylan was like the one that everyone loved. But Brandon was a good second. Yeah, Luke Perry was Dylan. He was the rebel without a cause. 
You know, he's like your typical high schooler. When they, when they get agitated, they take a ride up the coast in their Porsche. On their motorcycle. Yeah. <laughs> Jason is uh, turning 54 years old today. Uh, it is Mary McCartney's birthday today, daughter of Paul and Linda, photographer. And uh, she turns 50, little girl. 54 years old. So Stella is the one who's the fashion. Yes, Maven. Uh, Maven, I Doing guess. Doing very so. well. Yeah. yeah Stella! So. But uh, Mary is That's him uh, calling her in the house. turning 54 years old today. What yeah. does she do? Uh, she's a photographer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, David Soul ah. has a birthday today. Starsky and Hutch. He played Hutch on Starsky and Hutch, of course. And it's a big birthday for him today as he turns 80 years Jesus, old. Jesus, David Soul's 80. Yeah, now. I'll tell you, what I'll, I think the greatest thing David Soul ever did, Salem's Lot. It was amazing. Salem's Lot was a fantastic movie. It scarred me uh, as a kid. <laughs> yeah. It, it did this. And he was good. When when uh, Danny Glick was floating outside of the window, I just it just uh-huh. absolutely haunted me, <laughs> terrified me as a child. We used to have uh, Greg Monahan did a, a almost a full size Danny Glick that we could put up oh. on the window. Yeah, I forgot was, about that. <laughs> wow. Uh, so he's eighty today. Uh, it's our buddy Jack Black's birthday. Oh. Last week, <laughs> Kyle quit the band. Now we're back together. Uh, Tenacious D. I've got to watch Pick a Destiny again. Oh, God. It's, so it's a, such a great movie. It is so fun. Uh, but, you know, he's got a laundry list of stuff. And, and School of Rock is one I keep going back to that it just yeah. is so fun every single time. It's from beginning to end. A near perfect movie. I don't know how old it is, but it just showed up on my Instagram feed of him and Kyle doing uh, Chop Suey. Did you guys right. hear yes. that one yeah, yet? Yeah, it's, it's great. an acoustic Chop Suey. <laughs> Probably. Okay. He's like, wake up. Uh, Jack turns 54 today. Actor Billy Boyd. Ah. Lord of the Rings. Was he Pippin or... Gus. He was What's Gus. that? Was he Pippin or Mary? Mary. Mary. I don't remember. We had him in studio, right? I think yeah. we had three of the four hobbits in studio. He was a super... You've had a number of the cast members on the show. He was a super nice guy. He's a singer. He, he's like a trained opera singer. Yeah. Nick, he was in on the day we did six jars of farts for martial arts. <laughs> was he? I don't know. I don't know if that's true or not. But it sounds I, good to me. I have been uh, watching the movies they've been showing on HBO, and uh, they're sensational. I, so, so Steve, on the streaming uh, app on HBO Max or whatever, yeah. they have um, the uncut versions, which I've never seen yeah. before. And each one of those is like an hour longer than the original theatrical <laughs> release. But I, I find it terrific. I'm compelled to watch them. I, yeah. I can't they're get enough so, of the original three. They're so good. And it, when, when a competent, good filmmaker, you know, he turns his talents the way Peter Jackson did on that story. It's just amazing. Billy Boyd is uh, 55 today. Uh, it's Jennifer Coolidge's birthday ah. today. What was she honored recently? She she won some kind of an award for... Congressional her. Medal of Honor? No, it wasn't the CMH. Uh, she... <laughs> She received a. I forgot which one it was because she's just. Oh, well, it's a SAG award, or she's maybe it White was. Lotus has been huge for her. Yeah, it was. It was definitely yeah. a way to showcase her. I mean, she's still a quirky, weird character on yeah. that show, but that she can pull off the drama as well as the comedy, and uh, she turns uh, sixty-two. Gold, looks like it was a Golden Globe. Okay, uh, best supporting actress in a limited series. There you go for White for Lotus. White Lotus. For White, I guess yeah. so. <clears throat> so she's sixty-two today. Uh, Daniel Stern has his birthday. He's great. Um, yeah, City Slickers movies <laughs> and 
That scene, where, you know, the domestic uh, dispute in City Slickers is oh just my God. unbelievably Screaming at each other in the hilarious. beginning of the movie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I love him as as the voice of Kevin, of grown, grown up Kevin Arnold yeah. on The Wonder Years. Just fantastic. If hate were people, <laughs> I'd be China. <laughs> and it, what a movie that I love from early, early on in his career, Breaking Away. Yeah. What a great movie. Uh, he is 66 today. Uh, Danny Seraphine, drummer of Chicago. That guy's awesome. Love this band. That whole band is fantastic. Great musicians. And uh, Danny is a fantastic drummer. So he turns uh, 75 years old today. Gotta let the horns kick in there. All right. Also turning a year older today is Otis Burt Sonny Schroyer Jr. And you may remember him. Just a good old. As Enos from the Dukes of Hazard. Do you remember? He had a spinoff show. The spinoff show lasted about 16 episodes. Yeah, they tried to take a serious turn with this goofball idiot character. He was the moron. And they sent him to the city, and all of a sudden he becomes a detective or something like that. No, did not work. Bad call, Enos. But he was so great on on that show. And uh, also, I didn't realize until years later, I think Nick pointed it out to me, but in Forrest Gump, he plays uh, Bear Bryant. Oh, he does? That's him. Oh, wow. Yeah, that looks like Gump. Yeah. Sure in the hell was. <laughs> that was him. That was Enos. He may be the dumbest son of a bitch alive, but he sure can run. Uh, all right, we're going to throw this uh, notorious name in here. It's Army Hammer's birthday today. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Even Buffalo Bill's like, Jesus. That guy. Uh, you watch the documentary, I believe it's on Hulu, about the, it's just, it's not just Army Hammer, it's about the family, but there's some freaky ass Army Hammer stuff going on. Yeah. Like- uh, and it, yeah, a little bit involves cannibalism. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, he's 37 years old today. Uh, two more birthdays to mention. Uh, the lovely Leanne Rimes, uh, fantastic uh, singer and actress. She does some acting, too. She's 41 years old. And then the last birthday, Florence Welch, who plays, who's the lead singer of Florence and the Machine. Love Florence and the Machine. I really don't know the band. But yeah. I was reading this morning that um, she recently had a life-saving surgery. Really? Yeah, and she is not revealing what that was for, but just thankful that she is doing better and that apparently it was pretty damn serious. Yes, I do understand now she can run 60 miles an hour. Wow. So I think they were bionic implants. Possibly. Yeah. She didn't mention that. Did not mention it. Uh, But Florence Welch, uh, happy to be alive at 37 years old today. All right, let's see if somebody knows the answer to this stupid question. What is a female donkey called? 215-263-WMMR. First caller in is Andy, so we will go to Andy. Hi, Andy. Good morning. Hey, good morning. All right, but what is a female donkey called? Uh, Jenny. That's right. Jenny. Uh, Jenny. Uh, Hang on, Andy. We are going to give you a pair of tickets to see John, John, and Pete. John Stewart, John Mulaney. And Pete Davidson on Sunday, September 10th at the Hard Rock Live at Estes Arena in Atlantic City. Uh, tickets are on sale now via Ticketmaster. That'll be one hell of a show. Man. Yeah, absolutely. All week long to give away. Well, so what's the jackass? Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> I don't know if that's the same thing as a as a donkey. I think it might be. Maybe you call it a Jack, and this is a Jenny. The, it's male, quite the possible. male might be a Jack. Oh. Yeah, 
Nick will have to yeah. look that up. A jackass is a male donkey. All right. Okay. There you go. And a Jenny is a female. Good job, Kathy. That was good, Kathy. <laughs> At the box office this weekend, uh, Barbie was finally taken out by Gran Turismo. Just barely. So Gran Turismo made $17.3 million. Barbie made $17.1 million. Interesting. But, but did okay. you see that they thought that Barbie still sold more tickets? I didn't quite oh. understand this. So it was like cinema day. Yeah. And so there were $4 tickets you could go. And, and even though... That made more money. They they still think that Barbie sold more tickets. Okay. I went yesterday. I went to see it. Uh, finally, Barbie? oh Barbie, yeah. Barbie. What'd you think? Yeah, I enjoyed it. I it was great. Go. Yeah, you should go see it. I have to go. They were saying that that um, people went for like they they took advantage of the four dollar ticket and went a second time to see it. No kidding. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was it was definitely a good movie. It's touching and smart, smartly written, yeah, and yeah. funny and campy, and you know all these interesting things. Uh, so third was Blue Beetle, followed by Oppenheimer, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, the Meg was six, and then you have Strays, Retribution, Talk to Me, and The Hill rounding out the top ten at the box office. Uh, we will, where the hell, hold on what a second. What the hell? Oh, what? <laughs> what? On. Well, I was going to lead with, um, uh, with Bob Barker, but yeah, it, yeah. it was, uh, bumped down. I got it here. So Bob Barker passed away, oh, uh, at 99 years old, and I saw a, a great post from someone, I forgot who said it, and they said, leave it to Bob Barker <laughs> to yeah. make it to 99 without going over. over. Yeah. yeah. And so he got as close to 100 as possible without going over. His representative, Roger Neal, announced the news in a statement that was released on Saturday. And he wrote, it was with profound sadness that we announced that the world's greatest MC who ever lived, Bob Barker, has left us. He died of natural causes at his Hollywood Hills home. In addition to his role as an Emmy-winning game show host, he also appeared in Happy Gilmore as an actor. Well, he was himself, but uh, Adam Sandler obviously took to Instagram yesterday to pay tribute to Barker alongside throwback photos of the pair together. He wrote, the man, the myth, the best. Such a sweet, funny guy to hang out with. Loved talking to him. Loved laughing with him. Loved him kicking the crap out of me. (laughs) He will be missed by everyone I know. Heartbreaking day. Love to Bob always and his family. Thanks for all you gave us. He just was the, the, I mean, you know, we talk about um, Alex Trebek and the the legends. Uh, Bob Barker was just smooth as could be and handled all sorts of situations. Drew Carey does a, does a fine sort of, Yeoman's job doing, you know, the prices right, but uh, Bob Barker had that thing that just made it hum along. Bob had he, he had seamless segues. Yeah, and that is what I really appreciated about him. He would be talking to the contestants, and they would say something, and he would transform it. Yeah. Into a transition to get to either the prize or the game or whatever was pertinent at the time. Made it move. He he just had a seamless transition with stuff like that. And my favorite moments were before the big reveal when he would delay the big reveal. <laughs> yes. yeah, 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 Like three times. <laughs> tease it. Tease it. Yeah. And the, the crowd ate it up. He was fantastic he, at that. He was so good at it. When uh, when anyone passes away, and if, if they've been on Letterman, uh, on Letterman's YouTube channel, they'll often replay some of their highlights, and so Dave put up uh, on that channel um, two top ten lists that Bob Barker did, which were very funny and really uh, campy, but I had forgotten what a great voice Bob had. Oh, God, His yeah. delivery was terrific, yeah. and yeah. it was so smooth, and I was like, oh my God, this guy's presence is just so commanding. Uh, Drew Carey also uh, honored him, and he said, a very sad day for the Price is Right family and animal lovers all over the world. There hasn't been a day on set that I didn't think of Bob Barker and thank him. 
I will carry his memory in my heart forever. Bob, we love you. A little bit about um, his services. There's going to be no memorial service. There will be right. no funeral, according to Entertainment Tonight. The decision was made not to have any public services at the request of Bob himself. He'll be laid rest uh, to rest next to his wife, Dorothy Joe Gideon, at uh, Forest Lawn Memorial Cemetery in the Hollywood Hills. Uh, following the confirmation of his death, flowers were placed on his star along the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Um, some interesting things about Bob. Um, he didn't start hosting The Price is Right until 1972. That show had been on the air since the 1950s. That's right. Yeah. And it was in decline, and um, it was revitalized by Bob, who was the face of the program until 2007. Before that, he had taken over hosts as this old show that I remember as a kid called Truth or Consequences. And he spent, I think, like 18 years as the host of that show in 1956. Absolutely. The, those guys of that ilk, of that, you know, wing. Martindale and uh, Alex Trebek, and they, they hosted multiple shows sure. and then found the one show that really, you, you remember it was Chuck Woolery, the original host of uh, Wheel of Fortune, yeah, and uh, it became Pat Sajak. You had your Monty Halls, Monty was, Monty uh, Hall was yeah, another let's one. Let's make a deal. I was watching um, Family Feud a couple of weeks ago, and one of the categories was the greatest um, game show hosts of all time, and... Alex Trebek was number one. Nobody guessed Bob Barker. I was oh. I was yelling yeah. at the screen. I was Bob like, Bar- he's yeah. the best. Yeah. 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 In the yeah. pantheon, clearly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, throughout his career, he was awarded 19 daytime Emmys and received an Emmy Lifetime Achievement Award in, uh, award in 1999. So, And um, he was a tunnel rat in the Vietnam War, right? No. Actually, he was in, in uh, World War II. He, yes. was, uh, he was in the military, I think. And he was on our side. Might have been in the yeah. Navy. I'm not 100% sure, but... Uh, uh, yeah, it was just, it was sad to see that. An icon like that. We do have some clips of Yeah, we're going to play these. Of course, he would always end the program with this. Bob Arthur reminding you, help control the pet population. Have your pets played or muted. Goodbye, everybody. And he did that every, mm-hmm. every single show. He was a massive friend of animals and did so much great animal charity work. That this was is, one that I also, like, I just watched it all the time. That yeah. and all my children. Kathy, my- that, that was your sick from school show. Oh, right? my God, That yes. was the show. Yes. Yeah. That was like you were off and running. I made it. I convinced my mother I was sick. Yeah, I saw a, 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 a meme on, on Instagram yesterday that it was three pictures. One was a chicken noodle soup. The Oh, no, no it was, uh, yeah, it was chicken noodle soup, uh, ginger ale, and a saltine. And it was like this, you know, like if you were having this for lunch, you know, you were, you were homesick from school right, yeah, and you were watching Price, Price is right. right. Yeah. yeah. And and then you would hope that maybe they do the yodeling uh, thing. Oh, I love yeah. that. The alpine, that right? Does that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, here's him talking about being uh, busy in retirement. I'm busy anyway with animal projects and various other things. And so I'm not sitting around uh, worrying about uh, what am I going to think about in the next hour, you know. I'm having fun doing a lot of things. I'm a success at retirement. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, there it is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's the best. Was there ever anything with him and the showcase models? Oh, yeah. He, uh, there was? There was, a, especially <laughs> Diane Parkinson was one who was one, he, he picked wisely, uh, but it went, for a brief period, he was single, and um, I, mean, I think he worked the, worked the crew. Okay. Holly was my favorite. Mm-hmm. Holly was awesome, too. Yeah, the the redhead. redhead. Yeah. yeah. I loved her. Yeah, that, oh. was, that was early. I remember, too, when, like, a new, stuff. A, <laughs> a new uh, model would come on, and I'd be like, oh, oh. okay, who's she? Who's this? Yeah. she going to last? Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, here's the, the, the scene 
from Happy Gilmore. We, we have to play this. I can't believe you're a professional golfer. I think you should be working at the snack bar. You better relax, Bob. There is no way that you could have been as bad at hockey as you are at golf. All right, let's go. Oh! You want a piece of me? I don't want a piece of you. I want the whole thing. <laughs> the price is wrong, bitch. <laughs> I think you've had enough. No? <laughs> now you've had enough, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what a great, you know, great scene. They show a clip, and it's funny. Uh, it was, um, uh, he's had a lot of former, uh, or people have gone on to host game shows who appeared as contestants on The Price is Right. Vanna White was one of the contestants. Really? Yeah, Vanna White was one of the contestants on The Price is Right. I could see that because in L.A., uh, actors and, and sure. uh, people who are trying to get into the business would go and do that circuit and yeah. try to find any way at all that they could uh, wedge their way into that. So, wow. All right, a few other stories to share. Uh, a source told People magazine recently that uh, Sandra Bullock is appreciative of the support that she's received since her longtime partner, Brian Randall, died after a three-year battle with ALS at the age of 57. Uh, the actress has seen, quote, the incredible outpouring of support towards ALS research since Brian's passing. Uh, source said that it was very important that uh, when she and his family made the initial statement to Brian's passing, that those uh, who were on this journey with her and Brian from the beginning were recognized with the Healy Center at Mass General leading the way. Uh, she is so grateful to all of those who had donated and is happy that out of something so heartbreaking came something so positive for others. So people are, are, are donating yeah, to the ALS well, charities. Uh, yeah, and that's that's a wonderful thing to do. Yeah. I mean, she she apparently, by all accounts, she was phenomenal, you know, in, in her husband's final days and yep. just took great care of him. So, um, Allison Holker Boss is remembering how it feels to dance following the death of her husband, Stephen Twitch. I saw Boss. this. She yes. finally posted a video. That is right. So he died in December of last year. God. Told People Magazine in May, I haven't danced yet. I've wiggled with my kids here and there, but I haven't yet. I mean, and that's what their social media was, I mean, just littered with the two of them oh, really? dancing. That's, okay. that's all it was. It, they would do like family dances and then her and him would do something. It's adorable stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah, really nice. So on Saturday, the professional dancer shared a video of herself dancing to Missy Elliott's bomb intro, Pass That Dutch, to Instagram. And she captioned the, captioned the post, truly felt so good to dance again. I was overwhelmed with so many emotions. I was so, both uh, scared and excited. Uh, but dance has always been there for me. And now I am so grateful for that. Uh, thank you, be Perry Russell for making it so fun and making me feel safe. Um, so she danced with someone else. I didn't know who that was either. Right. So yeah, that's it. Shows her and uh, a friend uh, dancing. So so she's starting to heal from the, all this and and move on. You know, and and uh, and get back to life. I was which watching is tough after you lose. Obviously, absolutely anybody important in your. I was life. watching Step Up Three yesterday, Preston, all in, and you know, I, <laughs> I have my own dance crew, yeah. so I can commiserate. Were you guys all in? Uh, we were all in. All Excellent. in. Because, honestly, if we did not win that dance contest, we wouldn't get the residency in Las Vegas. Oh, okay. But well, we're from the streets. It was on the line. Yeah, we're not the, the high-paid corporate dancers. No, no, not at all. Oh, God. Uh, today reports that Danny Trejo is celebrating 
55 years of sobriety. Wow. Yeah, the actor shared a photo of himself smiling wide recently and provided encouragement to others on their sobriety journeys. He's doing a one-man show where he plays Dwight Eisenhower. Oh, just yeah. really? Okay, uh, that's a stretch for him, but he's so talented. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he said, I'm 55 years clean and sober today by the grace of God, and I've done this one day at a time, and for anyone out there struggling, you can too. If you want to see a riveting documentary, his his story, there's a documentary about Danny Trejo in prison, in Chino, in these prisons, in the prison system, robbing people, going into a store with a hand grenade, threatening to pull the, I mean, Damn. that's how far down the path he was, and then he reversed it. Yeah. And then you see him later on in the movie going into prisons, counseling the prisoners, and the prisoners know he's the real deal. And yeah. he's got a taco truck. He's got a taco truck! How yeah. about that? So he's doing all right. Uh, congratulations, Tim. truck, but like a whole, like, uh, I mean, it's a Steering whole wheel, too. <laughs> so on the other side of things, uh, Brandon Novak sent his well wishes to former Jackass co-star Bam Margera. He was at the Rock to Recovery concert event in Los Angeles on Saturday night, and uh, he said, I'm praying for him. He said, he's a sick man, as I once was, so I understand where he's at, and I just hope he finds the willingness somewhere in his journey to buy into suggestions that can make maybe make his life better. So I was watching a documentary, a lot of documentaries about Brandon Novak and he was counseled by Bam early yes, on he was. to wow. help him get yep. on the clean and uh, in the straight and narrow and get clean and sober and he's turned his life around. He's had like a Steve-O reversal. Well not only that he was actually the recipient of the service award from Rock to Recovery which aims to help those recovering from drug and alcohol addiction through writing, playing and performing music. So now he's like yeah. he's receiving accolades for this. Uh, they skated together for years before Novak's drug use got in the way of his career um, and you're right he, he had credited Bam as sticking with him through that and helping him out. Uh, but Bam's been battling his own addiction for years and uh, Novak said we're not speaking at the moment. He said he's kind of in a different place than I am and I'm just waiting for him to become ready and willing and we'll be there. Um, and until then, he said, we just kind of live two different lives at the uh, at the moment. Uh, Bam, by the way, last week was ordered by a judge to wear an alcohol-detecting ankle monitor for at least 30 days. He has to attend weekly Alcoholics Anonymous meetings and comply with outpatient treatment recommendations. Uh, the new bail conditions were set this past Thursday He's got to stay in this general area, and uh, that will be until he stands trial for the uh, unrelated assault case uh, stemming from that altercation with his brother James. Yeah, yeah we'll see how that so out. He, so they, they've he's got to wear a monitor. He's got to he's got to stay in check right now, or he will get into big trouble. The last incident was that Radner, right? The Radner Hotel. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, people reports that Arlene Sorkin, the actress who voiced Harley Quinn in Batman the Animated Series, passed away at the age of sixty-seven. Did, he, did she, you recognize this actress? No, but she. Uh, I didn't, but yeah. I probably should because she played a character on Days of Our Lives from nineteen eighty-four to two thousand ten. Yeah. She comes from the soap opera realm. She did a lot of character work. She played a character named Calliope Jones Bradford. And I, I don't, Days wasn't really my big Wasn't soap. your jam. Yeah, no, we either. were all my kids. That's what we watched mainly in, in GH. <laughs> um, but uh, James Gunn and, and Mark Hamill honored the uh, late actress on social media over the weekend. Hamill tweeted, devastated to learn that we've lost 
the brilliant Arlene Sorkin. Not just a wonderful talent, but a truly wonderful person. I'm grateful not only to have uh, worked with her, but to have been her friend, sending my heartfelt condolences uh, to her family and loved ones. Uh, let's see. Oh, um, Bill Murray. Uh, so, um... He was dating this gal. Is it Kellis? Kellis? Kellis. Oh, Kellis. Kellis. Okay. Isn't that milkshake brings all the Kellis? Kellis. Kellis. Okay. Um, I don't know. That's the milkshake song, girl. Yeah. Yeah. So she's saying that song. My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard, and they're like, "It's better than yours." So earlier this summer, uh, she had um, social media apparently on fire as it was revealed that she had been dating Bill Murray. There was also a significant age gap between the two. As uh, she is 44 and he's 72. Furthermore, Bill had reportedly been attending events that uh, Khalees had, such as concerts. And this included attending her performance at the Mighty Hoopla Festival in uh, South London. Uh, according to The Sun, uh Kalise said that is said to have uh, ended this relationship. Factors such as busy schedules supposedly played into the decision. Uh, but he and uh, Kalise are reportedly still friends and fond of each other. Mm, I thought they were going to get married. You thought so? No. No, okay. <laughs> well, she had a, a husband who uh, sadly passed away last year. So oh. maybe Bill Murray was a rebound or something yeah, fun or whatever. Yeah. Con- uh, consoling and it led to a relationship. Well, so. that's not the most scandalous one out there. There's rumors that uh, Dan Aykroyd and Miley Cyrus have gotten together. Oh, so, wow. No, there's no. 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 Uh, so, alright, this, I, I was unhappy to see this. Entertainment Tonight reports, but it's standard because of the strike right now. Uh, the release of Dune, a part two, has been postponed. Well, the first one was postponed for COVID and all that. Due to the strike, the film, which is originally slated to hit theaters November 3rd, is now going to be released March 15th, 2024. But director uh, Dennis Villeneuve is hopeful of making Dune a trilogy and is teasing the possibility of part three coming alive. He said, if (laughs) I succeed in making a trilogy, that would be the dream. He said, uh, Dune Messiah was written in reaction to the fact that people perceived Paul Atreides as a hero, which is not what he he wanted to do. My adaptation is closer to his idea that it's actually a warning. And on the third installment of the Dune film series, he said, uh, I will say that there are words on paper. So it's it's just just the beginning stages of something like that. The the first one was so terrific, so sensational. There was there was a time when it was, you know, it was running quite frequently on HBO and I just I would always watch it when it was on. Yeah. I've Easily a dozen times yeah, yeah. I've watched the entire movie. I told Preston this not that long ago, but my, my fiance is reading all of the Dune books currently. And I think Preston, correct me if I'm wrong, with the last one, uh, Herbert started and then didn't finish. And other people have tried to pick up where he left off. Now, his son kind of... Okay. Took, so here's here's the history on that. So um, Dune Part 3 would be a sequel to Frank Herbert's original novel, Dune, uh, which was published in 1965. Dune Part 2 wraps up the story of the novel, the, of the original book. The potential third film will be based on Dune Messiah, which was published in 1969. Uh, Villanova said that uh, Villanova, Villanova said <laughs> Villanova. that the third part uh, would wrap up the franchise as after the first book sequel, the other novels became, quote, more esoteric. Like it started getting I, I haven't read all the books. I've only read the first book. But apparently after the second one, it starts getting real weird. I've heard that. Yeah. Uh, I think the there's a. Part where they enroll in Rydell High, and that's where I, wow. I became. Yeah. 
disconnected. So he would, uh, uh, Herbert went on to write the other sequels in the Dune universe, like Children of Dune, God Emperor of Dune, Heretics of Dune, and Chapter House Dune, and then his son Brian, okay. Cider Dune Rules, continued building the universe after Herbert's death with a series of prequel novels. To kill a duning bird. Yeah. <laughs> hey, dune and Duner. Those all sound familiar. <laughs> they do sound familiar, That's don't weird. they? Yeah. Fifty Shades of Dune. Yeah. All right. Anyhow, we're ready for clips now. The Dune Vinci Code. <laughs> <laughs> the Dune Vinci <laughs> Dude, where's my car? All right. (laughs) The adults. uh, In the adults, a man's short trip home to visit his sister lasts a little longer than expected. And here, Michael Sarah talks about portraying the sibling warfare that we all experienced growing up. I don't come from like a warring, you know, sibling thing. Like they, you know, kind of have this like silent, like Cold War thing happening between them. And Maggie is sort of the peacekeeper. But I sort of, I'm a middle child myself and I sort of, um, I sort of relate to that a little bit, like keeping the peace, trying to keep things harmonious. Shut up, dummy. Uh, the Adults is in theaters now. Here's our next clip. Ah, uh, here we go. The Equalizer 3. Oh, yeah. Is the final entry in the iconic action franchise. And director Antoine Fuqua wanted to go out with a bang. Here he talks about closing the book on Robert McCall's story. It was really about finding... Um, uh, a home for Robert McCall. You know, we, we tracked his journey, which was finding his purpose. And then the second one, making peace with the past. And they're like, okay, where does he settle down? We finish. He does his final masterpiece of violence of helping people. And then he has a home. Yeah! Equalizer 3 opens in theaters on Friday. So the original Equalizer, great. Equalizer 2, even better. Yeah. Uh, so I'm very excited to see yeah. what they're going to do with they this. Did, they didn't muck it up with the second Not one. at all. In and fact, making him a uh, like an Uber driver was yeah. brilliant. Yeah, exactly. So uh, we'll see where they go because those are great movies. All right. And that, in a nutshell, friends, is your entertainment report this morning. You know what we're going to do today? What? We're sending out the cooling caravan of love. Our friends at Duncan and the MM Army are headed out to a few different locations this morning uh, to stop off and supply uh, some people working outdoors with a little bit of a boost, albeit a cool one. And so the first stop is going to be at XL Hydraulics in mm. Clarksboro, New Jersey. And That's uh, where I get all my hydraulics. I'm not sure what time they're going to be arriving there, but when they get there, we'll, uh, we'll mention who uh, set it up. But they got 40 employees and workers over there. Oh, excellent. Nice Love that. Uh, iced coffee this morning from our good mm. friends at Dunkin'. And don't forget, Pumpkin at Dunkin' is coming. And if you haven't heard, Dunkin's pumpkin lineup is back. Uh, we're going to have Brandon Marsh from your Philadelphia Phillies on the program, too, which is awesome. Uh, so we'll chat with him in the 9 o'clock hour. And in between that, we'll do some stuff. We'll take a break and be right back. Stay with us. As the kids get ready to go back to school here at 93.3 WMMR, we're once again honing our skills in the art of alphabetizing. MMR's Back to School A to Z returns. It's a can't-miss annual tradition where we play back thousands of different songs alphabetically by title. It's two weeks' worth of no-repeat hits, album tracks, those oh-wow songs, and many titles of dubious artistic merit. Preston and Steve kick it off next Thursday at 9 a.m. MMR's Back to School A to Z. 
From the station that doesn't feel tardy, 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. We're going to check in with the Duncan uh, Caravan, Cooling Caravan, Let the, find out where the gang is, uh, stopping off at a few locations this morning and sharing the love. Uh, but uh, right now, had a wonderful weekend, had a lot of great things that uh, that I participated in and was a part of. But it, with all of that going on, as great and as busy as my weekend was, I took time to notice. You still notice? I did notice. The noticer never stops. Yeah. Even when his family has him doing things, he still notices. And I notice. You don't appreciate the noticer. No, it's, yeah, I really would like a little more appreciation. Stand up yourself, noticer. Thank you. I'm going to try to. Demand a little more respect. Actually, this notice. I'm tired of this crap. The noticing that I noticed, uh, the first one comes via Kathy Romano. What? She, Kathy Romano's guest noticer today. I don't even know what it is. She noticed something. She notices she doesn't know what it is. And made me aware of it, so therefore I noticed it. But it is a, uh, it, this is almost like a movie script. A woman wrote a message oh, in yeah. a bottle, threw it, she's in Ireland, she throws it out into the ocean, and a New Jersey man and his family found the message while picking up trash on the beach in Wildwood, New Jersey. It's pretty cool. It's in the paper today. Yeah, it was, uh, took exactly 1,500 days <laughs> But on Friday morning, the message sender and the bottle finder finally found each other. Uh, his name is Frank Bulger, and uh, he lives in Wildwood, New Jersey. And the person now, I am not sure how to pronounce uh, their name, but it is spelled A-I-O-F-E. Aofi? I doubt it. So if anyone Aoife. Irish, what's that? Aoife. 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 All right, Aoife Byrne. Spell it right. More than 3,000 miles away in Bray, Ireland. Wow. Uh, wow. Bulger and his family found Burns' message in a bot- or her message in a bottle last week, uh, clearing garbage from the beach near 14th Street in Wildwood. Thank you for picking up the garbage, by the way, <laughs> Bulger family. Uh, and it reads, greetings from Ireland. I have thrown this bottle into the sea for someone to find another day. Maybe it's traveled down to Africa or to Iceland. I won't know if someone found this, but I hope it is found. It essentially traveled directly across the ocean. Uh, and the letter was signed Effie. And Bulger was dying to know why she wrote the message in the first place. He said, I'm kind of obsessed, very interested in messages and bottles, to be honest. And when she first reached out to Bulger, he admits that he was a little skeptical. He said, I emailed her back and said, can you send me some pictures and some writing samples? And once he got the proof, he was sold. So Byrne had sent, uh, sent it into the sea in Ireland on July 17th, 2019. Four years and one month later, it washed up at the Jersey Shore. And, uh, he, and apparently, this is one of, and, and this is what Bulger said, and he's right. He said, it's one of the most Irish parts of Wildwood. Yeah. <laughs> Both Wildwood. Yeah. They do yeah, the yeah. Irish uh, Irish weekend. Irish, yeah. It's really funny. Yep. It's, and, pr- it's perfect. Uh, Bulger's search for the sender apparently went viral because he reached out. He, he, he had put the word out, and he started, I guess he started contacting radio stations in Ireland and TV stations in right. Ireland. And he said, everyone, they were running it or they called us. And finally, the message writer came forward. So that's how they made contact with her. There wasn't a, a no, phone number no. or address or anything like that. It was a, 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 a wide search. Yep. And he said, I was shaking. I couldn't believe it. I never thought that we would find her. Uh, and he said that uh, when it's time to take a trip to Ireland, they already have a place to stay with Byrne and her father, oh, Martin. You don't need to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you found the bottle, but you don't need to be doing that. I, I think I... I want to, and I know that it, it borders on littering, but I think I want to put a note in a bottle and throw it out 
yeah. into the ocean and see what happens. What I you mean, can do is build one of those um, small clumps of um, um, water bottles, plastic water bottles, yeah. and a whole bunch of like six pack holders and stuff like sure, that. Sure, yeah, and, 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 and <laughs> plastic bags, plastic and, bags, yeah. and and loose uh, line with hooks in it, right? And then push that out to sea with a yeah. message in it. We uh-huh. always did this as kids. We, did we, you? Yeah, we sent a bottle out, and then we always, always, even through the school, obviously, we, you could never do it now, but we'd let the balloon go with, yeah. It, yeah. With, okay. you know, yeah. our name and we did. whatever yeah, it was. We did. We, did. We, had a, we had a pork chop attached to a balloon with a message on it. It was when Philadelphia was named, this is back in the, the 90s, uh, or, or, yeah, late yeah. 90s, I think. Uh, Philadelphia was named the fattest city in America, so we tied a pork chop to a balloon mm-hmm. <laughs> with a note on it, and we let it go. Yeah, yeah Kat, for our yeah. elementary school. We had balloon day. Yeah, same. And it was, it same. was everybody had a balloon, and they let them go. And, and I don't know, maybe like a dozen. I mean, there are probably like 50, 60 kids in the class. But you'd get, um, you know, you'd have a self-addressed stamp envelope on there, and you'd get letters back from people a, that found them. It's a cool thing. Didn't we talk to a guy who has like the world record for yes discovering discovering messages in bottles? bottles. It was because thing. he had found one. That had come from New Hope, if you remember. Yes. And uh, and was trying to, I think he tracked them down or was trying to track them down. But apparently, it's what this guy does. If he's vacationing or he may live uh, on a coast area, I don't remember. But he kind of just scans for bottles. And he has found multiple messages in bottles yeah. that are yeah. floating out there. And, uh, yeah, I think that'd be just kind of a fun thing. And, you know, it's... Uh, you know the, the likelihood of somebody actually finding it is pretty damn slim, but I gotta I, I gotta believe it's hard for to find the right. You just have to get lucky to find the right tidal movement that is going to take it out into yeah. the ocean and not just wash right back up onto well, the, the area o- that you live in. The odds Ireland across yeah. to Wildwood, yeah, you'd figure that it would it would it would float in other directions, or either float north or the Gulf Stream or whatever. But but it, it crosses the ocean and exactly to the most Irish part of Wildwood, yeah. Yeah, I would throw it in, and it would land, like, three streets down on the yeah, beach. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. All right, but anyway, I thought that was kind of a neat little story. Thank you, sub-noticer Kathy Romano, for being <laughs> oh, the close you're Sir Kathy Romano. All right, let's see what else. Reporting for duty. Uh, I thought this was kind of interesting and did not realize this, but apparently... Younger adults prefer subtitles on their TV shows, and it's not necessarily due to hearing issues. What is it due to? Uh, a recent survey survey found that millennials and Gen Zers watch TV with subtitles on 63% of the time, but only about 7% of the group uh, have difficulty hearing. May I guess? Sure. Does it have to do with YouTube? Uh, no. And, and social media, because a, the, the, a lot of those things will automatically default to closed caption. So here's one uh, commenter that said, 22-year-old Sierra Sanchez said, it keeps my attention yep. better. Yeah, That's, I, I knew it. I, oh. I tend to have a shorter attention span, especially wow. okay. uh, being a part of the TikTok generation. So when I watch something with Andrea, it's always on subtitles, and it's so that she pays attention and actually digests the information that's being said, because otherwise it just becomes white noise. Um, and I'll tell you another thing. If you watch a show like Ted Lasso, totally. mm-hmm. and you got a character like Jamie Tart who has a Manchester accent, you, have to. you can't tell what the hell they're saying. Absolutely. You have to. Even though they're speaking English. I can't. If there are subtitles on, I am like a raging lunatic trying to figure out how to get it off. I can't. I, and oh, I really? can't, it's I can't watch. Huh? It's a distraction. And even foreign movies. Like, I've tried, and I'm just like, I can't, I can't do this. And right. it has nothing to do with my attention span or anything like that. It's just, it, it's distracting to have it keep popping up. I always default to subtitles. I want to. I want to have the original language. Yeah. I want to hear it in its original language. They'll get creative where they place them, especially if the movie's in widescreen and you, have, <clears throat> excuse me, have a lot 
letterbox situation, they'll pop the um, the uh, subtitles below the the screen. But yeah, I can see what you're saying if you're having to read. Yes. But, yeah. But but they also they should do it in a, in a in a creative way that makes it easier for you to process it. Yeah, I um I prefer to have them on, but when I'm watching stand up comedy, I prefer to take them off, even though I need them sometimes uh. to like understand what they're saying. But <laughs> yeah, the no punchline the punchline yeah. will come oh, up come up earlier. Yeah. They actually say it. And I'm like, oh man, I just ruined that joke. So I'll turn that off. And then also, uh, I don't like the placement. When I watch like Phil's games, they always put the subtitles up over the score. And where the score is, is also the amount of outs in the inning, the amount um, of balls and strikes. So. I've noticed the opposite of that. On um, When I've been watching games is that they won't cover up the graphics, but they'll put it over where the play is taking place. Oh, really? Yeah. And, and you can't see. Preston, okay. you're right. You know, you know, sometimes it'll it'll interfere with a, a portion of the field. Uh, and so I guess it depends on what network you're watching yeah, yeah, and where yeah, they put them, yeah. When you watch a show where there's, say, a, a graphic pops up or yep. the opening credits, They'll the subtitles will rise up over, oh, above. So it's, a, and if you, if in the show there's a sign or something or something that they're reading, the subtitles will go above that. Yep. Casey, I've heard more than one person say that they wanted to wait until Oppenheimer came out on TV because of, they wanted to watch it with subtitles because of what you described earlier, that the audio on Oppenheimer was not great and difficult to understand. Yeah. Uh, and was there complex jargon as well? Oh, I would imagine. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. awesome scientific. talk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, instead of being seen as an extra feature, uh, captions may now be seen as an expected service. I need subtitles in real life. Is what I in need. real life? Yeah. And uh, and you had talked about uh, movies, films. Yeah. When you actually go to a, a screening of a movie, yeah, like Oppenheimer at a theater, <laughs> they do have options for hearing impaired and and even visually impaired. You um, tend to forget. That. Yeah, people who want to go. Uh, so, but uh, the screening times I think are fewer, and it's, it's obviously mm-hmm. you're going to have to be specific about when you go by to see one of those movies. Can you claim like popcorn or snow cap impaired? So they give you those for free. So they give you those for free. Mm. I never considered that. I'm Maybe so I'd say it's worth trying at least. <laughs> yeah, so, anyway. just to see. Uh, but I thought that I thought that was quite interesting, it and, is. and I think Steve, that there's it, there's some truth in what you said about YouTube and TikTok and all that because now a good portion, even videos that we put up, uh, will come with that automatic automatically on. And by the way, that's where uh, are those pictures? Does that happen on? I don't. I don't do this. I don't post these things. There's a feature you can hit it, and it will automatically um, translate what you're saying. Or yes. do you actually type in all those things, Marissa? I don't know. Uh, all of the above. Sometimes we type them on there. Sometimes there is a Instagram feature that you can use to write out the subtitles okay. to translate it. Um, that's the one that always uh, writes you guys as press president and Steve. I can see president. that. <laughs> uh, I love that. Yeah. Um, and then there also is a closed captioning feature, uh, which you turn on in your account to make it um, friendly for visually impaired. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, former calendar girl Cassie uh, used to be a subtitle. Like that's what she would do. She would for uh, live oh, events. Then, yeah. Right. For, 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 for like news and stuff. Transcribing like that. services mm-hmm. provided by. You. In fact, you, I think you do you still hear it at the beginning of a the, possibly. At the, end of the news. But what I don't know is when I'm watching something with subtitles, like. Like, am I watching the like the same person? Uh, like, whatever they're like. Is if, it still classy? Like, well, no, 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 no. Like, if it's a live thing, right? Like, if I'm watching a live I think sports that's program. Text. I think if you're watching the Phillies game, you somebody. I don't think somebody's typing out what yeah. Tom so. McCarthy is saying. Yeah, right? I think that that is. Oh, voice I thought record. they were. Well, I don't know. Okay, but I don't think so. But I just pulled up um, our our live stream on YouTube right now, and you cannot click on the live stream closed captioning. So f- this is not voice recognition technology. So they can 
can't say what I'm saying right now. I would, I I would tend to agree with you, though. I would think, that especially with the nature of how good voice to text is right now. And that's why there's that misses. That would be the default for like, you know, that there, yeah. there are misses. There, and sometimes they're effing hilarious. They're mistakes that are yeah. made, yeah. But I, I believe that's voice to text All right, so technology. that's the live stream. Mm. If you go back to like Friday's show, can you do the closed captioning right. on Friday's show? Let me show? check. Let me, uh, well, let's do the Belly Fop Championship. And by the way, I would like to, I'd like to see if we can verify that. If anybody listening works in uh, in this industry or yeah. in, at the news stations, and uh, I'd like to know, I thought that was a job. I thought somebody sat there and listened and typed along. I know they did at one point, but it I, definitely I, I, was a job. I thought that that you would still want to rely on a human being, right, uh, to do that. So I'm not really sure. Um, hang on a second. I want to go to uh, Zoe has a comment here. Hey, Zoe. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. Hey, what's up, Zoe? Um, so I'm uh, sorry about you at work. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. all right. Um, so I just read an article that it's about the microphones now too. Is it's not our hearing, but that people are speaking more quietly. They're acting more subtly. They even mumble sometimes because there used to be one big boom microphone that all the actors had to project to, but now they wear these little hidden microphones like on their lapels and things, you know? And so they can be more natural in their acting and their voice, but it makes it hard to understand them and so I can believe that a hundred percent. I watch Strange New Worlds, the the uh, the, the Star Trek um, sequel series. It's a prequel actually to everything. And the Doctor on the series is a very good actor, but he's and 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 like, what is this guy saying? And so I'll have to pop on the uh, the the closed caption, and and yeah. I can see that because of the sensitivities of the mic and the and they they'll still boom mic an area just to cover the sound. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that makes sense. Thanks, Zoe. Appreciate it. My yeah, a good portion of it is my. You guys know I have hearing yeah, loss. Yeah, you I've damaged my hearing over the years, and, and a good portion of the uh, closed captioning is for that reason because I just can't hear everything that's being said, and I'll miss out on if I don't. I like the way it'll describe certain environmental things too, Preston. Oh yeah, birds. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, indistinctive radio chatter <laughs> is one. If you watch uh, Handmaid's Tale, because there's always somebody walking by with a walkie-talkie near. They'll <laughs> <laughs> also describe the music, like this is yeah. pensive music or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. brooding, yes. uh, drone, you know, and stuff like that. So to answer Casey's question, I pulled up Friday's show on YouTube and uh, watching the interview with Jared Freed. Uh, he was on the show via Zoom. It There is closed captioning for everything that he's saying and everything we're saying. Okay. Huh. But on the live stream currently, no, uh, no, uh, no captioning. Okay. Uh, I go to Teresa next on the phone. Hey, Teresa, good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you all? Wonderful. What's up, Teresa? So I'm actually a teacher of the deaf, so I work with kids who have hearing loss. Okay. Um, and so, and I have a hearing loss myself, and so I use captioning all the time. I set it up for my students all the time. And there was a couple of things that you guys said that weren't quite correct. Um, oh, that's a at shocker. The movie, <laughs> <laughs> at the movie theaters, it's actually a device that you just pick up at the counter. Go. You just go in, and you can go to any time. Um, and it, it, it's like a piece that kind of plugs into your cup holder. Um, and so you adjust the arm so that you can see the screen and the captions at the same time. Um, and you can go to any showtime. Um, uh, can captions. you just do me a quick favor and explain exactly how, how the device works with providing the, the closed caption in the theater? So I think it's just via like, why, like if, so it's a device that you would just go up to the counter. Right. And you would say, hey, I have a hearing impairment or whatever. And they would hand it to you. And it's like a little, I don't even know how to describe it, like a little rectangular screen. 
um, that just as if you were watching it at home with captions, it, but the captions come up on this little screen so everybody else around you doesn't see the captions. Okay, so all right. So, interesting. All right, we're, okay, we're looking at it right now. That would be, see, for a movie, I don't know if I like that or not yeah. because I would have to be looking down it, too far yeah. away from the screen. It's difficult. You have to kind of play with it. But for hmm. people who have hearing loss, we kind of have no other choice. Okay. So, um, they, so, they, so they don't regularly have screenings that have the, 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 uh, the captions up on the screen? Mm, not all the time, wow. no. Okay. They, they, so they always have those. Um, yeah. Right. Okay. The first movie I used it for was American Sniper, um, which I was like trying to hide my eyes at time, but then I could read what was happening on the screen. <laughs> <I couldn't help>. Okay, <laughs> so you couldn't escape it. I couldn't escape it. Yeah. So, um, so that's what they can do at the movie theaters. And as far as like automated capturing, like the baseball games, like baseball sh- uh, games and that kind of stuff. Sometimes they have some like a, a prof- there are professionals out there called captionists that are doing it in live time. Um, most of the time, that's more of a, like a delay okay. to it, if you notice. Sure. Um, it's not completely automatic. A lot of stuff now is automatic. Okay. Um, if you were to have like a Zoom meeting, like a um, that is all automatic captioning. And over the years, it's gotten actually better and better. Yeah, I mean, uh, you figure when you do voice to text on your phone, as you're saying it, it's mm-hmm. typing out pretty damn quickly there's no big lag of when you say things so that technology is there and it's very rare especially if you uh, enunciate correctly and try to give it time yeah. to, to play along that you're going to have any mistakes it's, yeah. it is good yeah it's correct and then the other thing about like um the location of the captions some tvs especially the more the, the newer tvs you can actually change where the captions come up okay you can change the size you can change the color you can do you can manipulate the captions what they physically look like on your tv all right um, i have to screw around so that know, like when my husband and i watch the phillies he likes it on a lighter um print so we can see what's happening and we have it towards the bottom so that it doesn't cover the, the score mm, and everything you can pick that she said some TVs. Uh, some TVs, yeah. On the Xfinity setup, uh, I remember I did this one time. I, I had it activated. I didn't realize it, but it was like reading assist where um, you're watching TV. He, um, a, a man comes into the room. That's for visually impaired. Right, right. Yeah. So, so, and I, and I had that up and running. I'm like, I've had that too. The, what is the hell is uh, this? I know. It's yeah, weird. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, Teresa, thank you very much. No problem. Bye See you later. Guys. And uh, have you ever made the mistake where you, uh, if you're channel surfing and you pop on and you see a title of a movie and you're like, okay, I'll watch this for a minute. And you sit there and you come into a scene where there's no audio and then you realize you're watching the Spanish version. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, and it's like, oh, I don't speak Spanish. And I, I was really going to watch you remember this. that you don't speak Spanish. I was yeah. looking forward to watching this movie. We yeah. accidentally did that when we were buying a uh, pay-per-view fight. We bought it oh in my Spanish. God. Oh, my God. And we didn't realize it until... Sabado, sabado, sabado. All right. Um, other notices. Was done. More noticing, even though he was busy this weekend. By me, the noticer. Uh, and this is the best golf round of his life. One of one of the best rounds. One of the best. So Steve sent me this one. Uh, today is National Bowtie Day. National Bowtie Day. Okay. It is. It encourages everyone to wear this style 
of tie with panache. You know, I French think, kiss Hurricane Schwartz today. I mm-hmm. think a uh, a tied bow tie just doesn't look as good as the clip on ones. Uh, <laughs> I think in, in general, bow ties don't look that good unless yeah. you're Pee Wee Herman. I, I, I'm, I like I've never ties. been a fan of bow ties. Mm-hmm. Uh, However, for for a tuxedo, yes, I disagree. Case I, I like the the, the hand tied ones. I can't do it myself. Mm-hmm. I've never done it. Marissa knows how to tie one. I mean, it's the same thing as a regular tie. You have to know how to tie it properly for yes. it to look nice. Yes. Exactly, and I can't do that, so I do the clip on <laughs> or the not the clip on the the the, the clip around the clip around. What Thank about you. the tied? Just it's a fake collar that you just yeah. click. It's got the bow tie already on it. So the, apparently, the Croatian mercenaries during the Prussian Wars of the seventeenth century were the originators of the bow tie. That's what I would have thought. Uh, this bow tie uh, consisted of a scarf around the neck to hold together the opening of their shirts and using the name cravat, ah. which derived from the French for croat, uh, the upper classes in France soon adopted this idea. Uh, styles range to suit attire uh, and occasion. And this uh, article of clothing crosses eras and generations too. Not only that, but men and women both wear bow ties. As a fashion accessory, its statements may be bold or subtle since they come in a broad range of fabrics, colors, and sizes. Uh, some recognizable names from history and fiction have worn bow ties and have worn them well. So I'll give you give a Give us the names, yeah. Famous people who wear bow ties. Winston Churchill. That's right. Uh, James Bond. Of course, he was yeah. in a tux Tuxedo. quite often. Yeah. Groucho Marx. Orville Redenbacher. All right. Orville was pretty rocking. Uh, Jerry Lewis. He was in a tux a lot. Uh, well, I guess in some of his uh, movies, yeah. he had a little bow tie, too. Uh, Bill Nye is a bow tie wearer. Uh, Indiana Jones. Is that right? Really? As a professor? Maybe as a professor. Yeah. I think so. Uh, Henry Jones... Senior did. Uh, that looks stupid. <laughs> so he did it's it as junior. Best. It's best when it's a clip on Junior. He did it as Bond and as uh, Henry Jones Senior. Sure. Uh, Donald Duck and Les Nessman. <laughs> Who's Les Nessman? From uh, KRP and Cincinnati. KRP and Cincinnati. He was the news guy. Gotcha. Real, real nerdy guy. Is uh, Ken Rosenthal on this list? No. He's a baseball reporter. He always wears a bow tie. He wears a bow tie. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He's also very short. Uh, it says here the bow tie continues to carry fashion power. Today, I don't know. I feel like it's. I feel like it's losing its steam a little bit. It was like a lot of people were wearing it more casually. Ties uh, in general are like just not a thing. Well, uh, in the bow tie realm, I, 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 I think you're right, Kathy. The, the delineation between formal wear and wear a tuxedo, mm-hmm. you will wear a bow tie. But I think if casually going to work in a suit, how many people go and wear a bow tie? Well, and, and people were. That's what I was saying. It oh, was oh, much. Okay. It was much more popular. I think now it's losing steam. The the you know, other tie that's traditional that'll never go away. Should I try to bring back the ascot? Should I start doing I that? that? Would that be my uh, my new <laughs> trademark, Kathy? Start to like wear in the sixties ascot to wear every day. It really looked horrible. Yeah. Uh, it's another national day, and I'll mention this one too. It's National Power Rangers Day. Yeah, it is. Oh man, I have a great Power Ranger video. Uh, you for one of Jace's birthdays, we hired a. He was really into Power Rangers. Okay, and we hired a Power Power Ranger to come. And the dude was like, "I, I we talked about it, it was years ago. He was little, you have but big belly or something. No, no, or, no. Okay. He was jacked, like steroided up. That the costume didn't even fit him, <laughs> and it was busting open in the back. And he was dancing for all the little kids. It was, it was hilarious. I remember a while back somebody. Uh, 
I forgot where I saw this, but somebody had hired a, a Spider-Man. Oh, oh I did was that. it? Yeah, yeah and, it was me. but the dude was like, could do backflips and was, stuff like that. He That's was a awesome. Gymnast. He left when he left That's the party. He left on the roof of the car. What? Dude. And somebody drove him away. The kids, yes, the kids were going That's nuts. Awesome. Like their minds were. Blown. I want that. Yeah, I want for the show <laughs> to hire that Spider-Man. One of the best ever, and it was a, one of the earlier memes. Preston was obviously an uncle or somebody had dressed up as Spider-Man for a kid's birthday party. Case you remember this, so he goes running in. Hey kids, jumps up to grab the edge of the garage door. <laughs> and oh no! The whole oh man! <laughs> the coolest Spider-Man type thing that I ever saw done. You guys remember when I, I, I was going to iFly regularly? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a guy that would do this Spider-Man routine in there, and it was awesome because he could literally climb up the wall. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and then he would, and if you do this thing where you're standing in the middle of the, of the, the fan, uh, if you lean back and arch your back, you go straight up. Okay? Yeah. So he would pretend, and he'd only do it when kids were watching, like he was shooting two uh, webs up. I just flipped the bird. I just <laughs> stuck my middle finger up. you kids. <laughs> but he would go zip, zip like that, and then he would pull back like this, and that would cause him to arch his back. Oh, dude. And just shoot straight to the ceiling. It was That's so pretty cool. Awesome. But Power Rangers had a variety of powers that they had. Uh, their Ranger skills and abilities, I should say. They were they were super trained ninja fighters, right? Yes. They, they, they didn't possess any like uh, superhuman Avenger. Powers? I don't know. Uh, I didn't. I, I think there were some. There were some powers unique to the different colors. I'm not 100% sure, right. Steve. Uh, my kids were into Power Rangers. They were of that age when, when they hit. And God, you couldn't it escape was, them. It was fun. It was fun to watch them. I And the shows, actually, Steve, <clears throat> reminded me of some of the old... Japanese action shows Ultraman that were ported over to America yeah, yeah and uh, uh, what was the giant Space Giants yeah. and and, uh, and Johnny Sacco um, where there were a lot of martial arts that's and, where it came from and they would uh, they would be wearing masks so you know the uh, the the, the the dialogue was, right, was right. interesting. It reminded me very much of that stuff, which was kind of heartwarming to me because I loved those shows when I was a kid. Yeah, Ultraman was one of my all-time favorite TV <laughs> A lot shows. of times when, when they would become the Power Rangers, obviously they would have like different martial artists step in and play the, and then the actors were the actors. So, uh, here we go, Steve. Uh, Nick pulled up some information about the Power Rangers. Morphed Rangers generally possess enhanced strength, durability, agility, and combat prowess. Some possess superhuman or psychic abilities, such uh-huh. as super speed, element manipulation, extra sentry perception, or invisibility. I didn't know that. In addition, each individual ranger has a unique weapon, as well as common weaponry used for ground fighting. Uh, so it was nineteen ninety. Ninety-three. That apparently the um, uh, the Power Rangers exploded it, into was, pop culture. I feel like one one of the Power Rangers was was uh, is in prison now for murder. There was, oh, yeah, yeah. It was like yep. a yeah, and then yeah. A, a couple others of the of that cast that was the most famous cast here in the United States. I think have gone on to have uh, pretty tarnished careers. Yeah. So it's National Power Rangers Day. Yeah. If you're a fan Combine of the them Mighty, both. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, put on a bow tie. Yeah. yeah. Did any Power Rangers wear a bow tie? And celebrate. Not that I know of. All right. One uh, last noticer story, and then we will move.
move on. I'm trying to decide which one. I'm notice, she's trying to notice a noticeable story. Uh, let me see. <laughs> All right, yeah, I'm going to do this because this is a um, yeah a product recall. Uh, late model Ford F-150 pickup trucks and Expedition SUVs are inexplicably emitting super loud static through their speakers. Oh, my gosh. Leading <laughs> Ford to develop a software fix to prevent what owners have dubbed the sonic boom. Uh, the issue cropped up nearly a year ago. Sonic boom. Sonic boom. Uh, dozens of owners have reported suffering through dangerously loud static. Oh, to federal regulators, while Ford has reportedly received about 100 complaints of the issue. Sonic boom. Most of them involving... Tiger uh, uppercut. Uh, most of them involving the 2022... Yoga fire. F- <laughs> F-150. Yoga flame. <laughs> <laughs> Sonic boom. Uh, street fire. Yoga flame. Uh, so, uh, the sound Come system... On, you can- <laughs> That's real. <laughs> that was actually from the yeah. game, yeah. Uh, the sound system defect has surfaced in and the... And then one of the less used screams was... Bean is so small. <laughs> <laughs> That's a weird thing to say. One, one of those yeah. characters would yell that right yeah. before their attack. Yeah. Ha! Bean is so small. Who's that, E-Honda? Hadouken. <laughs> Yoga, fire. Uh, Dalsim, sa- probably in a small wang, right? Dalsim? Yeah. It seems oh, so. Although, no, no, you remember no his legs stretched, his legs well, and arms yeah. That was the one part. Yeah. Stretched, stretched way out. Maybe it compensated no, for his tiny penis. <laughs> Dalsim. I way, like that guy. You could kick some serious ass with him. Real quick, going back to the Power Rangers, I totally forgot this, and the listener texted in. Brian Cranston got his start as a voiceover artist on the uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, and he went out on Colbert one time dressed in full regalia, dressed up as a Power Ranger. Oh, that's and, great. And did the voice. Yeah, he was like this high-pitched evil guy on uh, on Power Rangers. I uh, love that. Yeah, and, and what is it? Rita Repulsa was the uh, was the nemesis, right? Was it? I don't so remember. he played uh, Snizard, Steve? I, I don't know these characters. Snizard. Yeah. yeah. Nick, he was also in the Street Fighter animated movie. Tiger <gasps> Uppercut. Wow, so it all connects. Yeah. He played Fei Long. Uh, okay. Yoga Flame. Tiger Uppercut. Tiger Uppercut. Tiger <laughs> Uppercut. Yoga Fire. <laughs> yeah, here's the, the video footage of uh, Brian Cranston on Colbert uh, up in the studio, and he dressed as, up as a full Power Ranger, and, he, and in this segment, he does the voice, which is pretty hilarious. What was the character called again? Uh, on Power Rangers, it was Snizzard. <laughs> Snizzard. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a bad guy. Shizard, my snizzard. <laughs> Under frisee. Wow. Uh, so, all right. Well, uh, back to the Ford Expedition and uh, F-150. Right. Uh, owners describe the static as ear-piercing and go on to say it's frighteningly loud. The sound seems to occur unprompted, which has caught some drivers off guard, forcing them to pull over and stop driving. And some Ford owners report... Be, um, uh, being able to turn off the sound easily, while others say it lasted for 15 minutes or more. Wow! And and persisted despite them having turned off the truck or SUV. Whoa. It would just keep it overrides yeah. all, all of that and stays on. Yeah, that's insane. It's like the um, Preston in the scene in High Anxiety. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He, he dies from the yeah, the, the radio. Yeah. Uh, 
keeps getting louder and louder. Uh, Ford says the defect is related to the power amplifier in the effective vehicle sound system. The automaker has issued a technical service bulletin covering the F-150, F-150 Lightning and Expedition. Well, that's one of your weirder recalls. Isn't that, that weird? the radio gets too loud? I had never heard of that one before. So, uh, apparently... Owners can bring in their vehicles. Local dealers, technicians will push a software fix that uses the same amplifier to filter out the static to prevent the unwanted speaker God noise. damn, yeah! <laughs> all right. Yeah. That's it. I'm done noticing, all right? Because um, the notice just wrapped it up. We got stuff to do. Uh, I would like to mention uh, right now, at this very moment, our cooling caravan from Duncan is on location. Yay. And they are at XL Hydraulics LLC in Clarksboro, New Jersey. Jersey, and thank you to Amanda Lascala for submitting. There's about 40 employees and workers there. I love that. And they're getting the hookup from Duncan this morning, a little liquid caravan of love to begin the day. So uh, we will um, uh, we'll move on to the second location in a little while. But um, hang on. We may have to chat a little while longer. Why? Frank... The guy who found the the bottle in yeah. Wildwood from Ireland is actually Frank Bulger on our line right now. Yep. Yeah. Hey, Frank. Good morning. How are you guys? We're good, man. How you doing? Oh, it's been a crazy couple of weeks. I yeah. can imagine. So, I, for those who are just tuning in, um, I, I started this segment off talking about it. Kathy had sent me this story about a woman in Ireland who had thrown a message in a bottle out into the ocean. And four years later, Frank, who's on the phone line with us now, found it and ended up tracking her down, which is an extensive search. Yeah, Frank, what was so so you get the the message in there and it just had her first name. It was signed with her first name. That was it. And we didn't even know how to pronounce the name at first. My (laughs) wife actually found the bottle. And then we showed the girl from the Wildwood Sun magazine, which I'm sure you guys know of. And then she ran with the story, and it went viral, and then it got spread to Ireland. Wow. Well, by the way, first of all, thank you for cleaning up trash off the beach. That's uh, that's commendable in the first place. Uh, and so, so it got in the it got in the local publication, and then it made its way to Ireland, and they started uh, a search for her. Well, once it hit Ireland, I got started to get phone calls from stations over there. And <laughs> Thursday morning, I did their morning drive oh my radio. Yeah. And the father heard me on the radio, and that's when he found out it was his daughter who did it. Wow. How old is she, by the way? She was 29 when she threw it in, and she's 33 now. No kidding. I thought maybe maybe it was a kid that did it or something like that. Uh, That's pretty amazing. And and you wanted to to make sure, because I read in the story that you had requested some handwriting samples. Yeah, but you never know what the, I mean, yeah. there was no monetary gain on it, but we just wanted to be sure before we released her name or released her information, and they sent the stuff right over, and we're like, it matches. Oh, That's, man. I mean, honestly, what a, as big as the world is, it's also very small. The fact that you, she puts this bottle in the water, it goes essentially directly across over the course of a number of years to, as Preston pointed out earlier, the most Irish part of Wildwood. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and, and it, it, it and it all completes. Now you've uh, now they apparently have invited you if you're going over to Ireland to uh, to stay with them. Is that true, or is that something that was made no, up? That's, that's true. We did a Zoom call with I forget who. I've done so many interviews, but mm. the father he's a character, and he's like Frank, Karen, Autumn. You have a place to stay if you ever come to Ireland. That's oh, wild, 
man. And they mean it, too. We've yeah. gone to Ireland a oh, few yeah. times. They're, they're you know, really good people. Seems like everybody's your friend there. Yep. Yeah, no kidding. That's pretty That's pretty amazing, man. So what have you done with the, the bottle and the message? Are you guys going to hang it up somewhere special, you know, place it in the home? What are you going to do? I'll return it. Yeah. If she wanted it back, I would give it back to her. But at this point, we're going to do a shadow box and put it in the home. Aww. Nice. That's really cool, man. I love this. You guys have, have made that connection now. What if you get to Ireland and the first thing they do is, listen, we're a little late on cash. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe if you're, since you're living in the United States. <laughs> I'll buy you a beer. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Frank, that's such a cool story. I'm, I'm happy that this uh, found its way into your guys' life and that you're enjoying this little uh, 15 minutes of fame. That's cool, man. Thanks for checking in. We appreciate it. Oh, no problem, guys. All right. Have a good one, bud. We'll see you. That's really cool. Yeah. That's, uh, you would hope something like that would happen. Are you going to do my idea, which is to attach to a big ball of uh, discarded plastic water bottles? Yeah, and uh, old beer uh, six-pack yeah. holder openers yeah, right. and uh, Just plastic bags. Float it out into the water. A few free uh, fish lines yeah. and hooks and things like that. Go ahead and see what happens. Yeah, lines and things that are yeah. dragging behind. Sure, maybe some old netting. Yeah. Something and like that. World War II landmine. Yeah. <laughs> or, uh, you know, a, a naval mine. Maybe so. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, that was a cool little surprise. Listen, we're yeah. going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. Bizarre file stories or what the doctor ordered next. See what you've been hearing with WMMR.com's video on demand. Watch highlights from Preston and Steve shenanigans, station events, and take a peek behind the scenes at the station. You'll marvel at how anything gets done around here. WMMR.com. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. Preston and Steve Duck. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Free diamonds. Steven Singer is giving away free diamonds. You don't want to miss this. Everyone who purchases an engagement ring will receive a free one-carat lab-grown diamond. You must be thinking Stephen only sells real natural earthborne diamonds. Well, you're right, but Stephen will never sell a lab-grown diamond, but he will give them away. Nothing says I love you less than a lab-grown diamond. Don't be fooled by real natural earthborne diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. Stephen Singer Jewelers, online at IHateStevenSinger.com or in a showroom at the other the corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly while supplies last. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Preston and Steve's Bizarre. Bizarre File. Brought to you by Pro Team Collision. If you find yourself in a car accident, you need to call the team that cares about you and your repairs. ProTeamCollision.com. Man, have I got stories for you guys this morning. We will start 
with this one. A Florida chemistry student was caught on a neighbor's hidden camera allegedly injecting an opioid chemical agent uh, agent underneath their front yeah. door, causing the family and newborn baby to fall ill. That's so effed up. Umar Abdullah and his pregnant wife moved into their new condo in Tampa in June 2022 and were warmly welcomed by other residents in the building. Shortly after, however, Abdullah began receiving texts from his disgruntled downstairs neighbor, uh, Juming Li, a seemingly regular guy who complained about losing sleep and hearing the toilet seat move. Well, after months of quarreling, Abdullah said that his wife and their daughter started feeling dizzy and vomiting. He said, it took my daughter. Uh, I looked at my daughter. Her eyes were full of tears. She wasn't crying, but her, eye, her tears, yeah, her yeah. eyes were full. Scary. A friend first noticed the chemical smell while retrieving a package for Abdullah while he and his family were away on vacation. When he returned, he said he noticed the odor and it described it as more obnoxious than nail polish remover. He called the air conditioning company, found no problems. He called the plumber, found nothing wrong with the water heater from which the smell seemed to be emanating. His landlord placed the heater and even had his, replaced it and even had air ducts and vents clean, but the chemical smell persisted. Abdullah even called the fire department, but still they tested and revealed nothing. Um, so then, confident that uh, there was an issue, he started sniffing that place like a dog, he said. When he searched his doorway, he found a small crack in the corner, suspecting his neighbor that Yi might have something to do with his family illness. Uh, he set up a hidden camera outside. And when Abdullah's bro- daughter became sick again, he checked the footage and it showed Yi crouching down outside his door. Jeez. What a miserable bastard. It wasn't clear what he was doing. He said, we were shaking. We can't imagine that he's coming here and doing something. He adjusted the hidden camera angle, and when his daughter was ill again, he checked the footage, and this time, the video showed him appearing to take a syringe out, fill it with liquid, and then inject the liquid into the crack in Abdullah's door frame. Because they had a squeaky toilet seat? Yeah, and they had a, a baby who I yeah. think maybe made noise. I don't know. Abdullah immediately got his family out of the home and called the police. Lee was arrested by Tampa police and slapped with a number of felony charges, including possession of a controlled dangerous substance and burglary. A hazmat test revealed the liquid chemical agent contained a combination of methadone and hydrocodone, both opioid pain medications. Uh, Lee is listed as a doctoral chemistry student at the University of Southern Florida, mm-hmm. and he will be in court on December. Fifth, he is separately facing a lawsuit from Abdullah for domestic violence and from the Condo Association for breach of contract. So, the Condo Association is after him. Messed up, man. All right, in Indiana, a man was arrested for driving a toy car while intoxicated. <laughs> An Indiana State Police trooper was on patrol Wednesday night. It was around 9 p.m. when he saw a man driving down the road in a Power Wheels Jeep with no lights or reflectors. <laughs> Those things are awesome, by the way. The trooper pulled him over and identified the man as 51-year-old John McKee. The officer noticed that McKee seemed to be impaired and gave him a field sobriety test, which he failed. Are you looking for Barbie land? More testing at Good Samaritan Hospital showed McKee was under the influence of meth and marijuana. Those things go like four miles an hour, right? Yeah. The deputy arrested him and took him to the county jail for operating a vehicle while intoxicated with a prior conviction as well. The toy store should have taken his keys. (laughs) A tourist wandered off trail into one of Yellowstone National Park's scalding hot springs and burned himself. No. Now he's charged with off-trail 
world travel in a park thermal area and being so drunk or high that he was a danger to himself or others. I wonder, how, on average, how many people are severely burned and or die because they ignore the signs that are all over the place. Uh, the 49-year-old tourist from Michigan was arraigned in federal court on Wednesday. He pleaded not guilty and was banned from both Yellowstone and Grand Teton National Parks until the court ruling on charges. Officials did not provide details about what happened when the tourist ventured off trail or how he got burned or which thermal area he accessed, but they explained the ground in the park side of thermal areas is fragile and thin with scalding water right underneath the surface. And that's why park visitors need to stay on boardwalks and on designated trails and exercise extreme caution around Yellowstone's thermal features. More than 20 people, Steve, have died from being burned after they intentionally or intentionally entered or fell into the park's hot springs. What a way to go. More people have been injured or killed in hot springs than any other natural feature. In June, a tourist dipped the toe of her shoe and her fingers into a boiling spring before flinching backward and yelling, It's very hot. (laughs) It's not like they're trying to keep it a secret. Uh-huh. And in 20, It's all over the place. 2022, part of a human foot inside a shoe was spotted floating in one of the park's deepest hot springs. So, yeah, dude, it's dangerous. It's very dangerous. And don't be an idiot. Uh, a sunny day at the beach turned into a week-long hospital stay for an Apollo Beach woman after she was punctured in the back on Tuesday by a stingray's venomous oh, spine. Wow. Did you see the picture? Yes. Yeah. It is it's horrific. Tough to look at. Yeah. Christy O'Brien was visiting Ruskin's Bahia Beach with her husband when she decided to cool off and waded into the water, only about knee-deep. She said, as soon as I hit the water, I felt like I had been stung by something. And I don't know how she, this this is on her back, so I don't know how she was in knee deep water and this happened. Maybe she fell down. There's a tall stingray. When she leaned forward to get out of the water, her husband back on the beach was horrified by what he saw: a live stingray hanging by its tail from her back. I want a divorce. Its venomous spine puncturing her skin at the center of her right shoulder. O'Brien estimates the barb was more than four inches deep inside her back, missing her lung by mere centimeters. Uh, She said that with the stingray visibly agitated, she knew not to move, telling her husband not to pull the barb out. She said, I was still trying to stay as calm as I could, but I was certain that I was going to die because, I mean, like, everyone had this picture of Steve Irwin when he literally was punctured in his chest. Yeah, through the heart. Paramedics uh, freed O'Brien in the water using shears to cut the stingray at the base of its tail. Jeez. At the hospital, a trauma team carefully removed the spine. As of Friday, she was still being treated for poisoning from the stingray's venom. Yeah, you forget that they had that as well. Uh, Based on the color and size, it is believed to have been the southern stingray, which is a non-aggressive species of little danger to humans except for their defensive barb near the base of its tail, uh, used when a threat is perceived. Wildlife officials say that beachgoers should practice the stingray shuffle. Yes. To reduce the chances of stepping on a stingray. I just had a conversation with somebody about this. You you slide your feet through the dirt in front of you, right? Well, you just... Just slide. You just yeah. you don't lift your foot up right. and step so that you don't step on it. Yeah, that's the stingray shuffle. We uh, they do that at weddings. When we were staying at the in the Keys one time, uh, there was not many beaches at the Keys, and our, the resort we stayed in had a small beach. And I just went out and I, I had a mask on, and I went what what was only like you know maybe waist deep water, and right there, stingray right wow. there. Yeah, 
I was like, whoa. And I never would have seen it. I would have easily stepped on that thing. That was only, you know, the size of like a hubcap. Still? Really, really big. You but. ever do the alligator uh, electric slide? No, I have not. That's pretty wild. <laughs> if you're in a pond and you're not sure. Uh-huh. I hear it's electric. Yeah, it's yeah. electric. All right. Uh, and that is the last story that I have in the bizarre file for you. So uh, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. Don't forget the cooling caravan from Duncan is on its way to our second location. They're going to uh, Tioga Marine Terminal on Delaware Avenue in Port Richmond. Tioga uh, Uppercut. And there's about uh, 50 staff workers there. So we'll uh, find out when they get there and give some love uh, to those guys and our friends from uh, Duncan with the MM Army. Don't forget to order uh, Duncan's seasonal favorites, including their pumpkin spice signature latte, the pumpkin donut, nutty pumpkin coffee, and more. And of course, Philly runs on Duncan. Uh, Brandon Marsh of the Phils going to be joining us in a little bit. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. As the kids get ready to go back to school here at 93.3 WMMR, we're once again honing our skills in the art of alphabetizing. MMR's Back to School A to Z returns. It's a can't-miss annual tradition where we play back thousands of different songs alphabetically by title. It's two weeks' worth of no-repeat hits, album tracks, those oh-wow songs, and many titles of dubious artistic merit. Preston and Steve kick it off next Thursday at 9 a.m. MMR is back to school A to Z. From the station that doesn't feel tardy, 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. So we had mentioned earlier Bob Barker had passed away. We talked about his life and so on in the Entertainment Report. And that was sad to see, but what a what an amazing life. 99. What a, what a full life. 99 yeah. years old and all the things, all the successful shows that he hosted throughout the years. And uh, the, the work he did with the animal charities and, and pets and all that stuff. Uh, an amazing legacy for him, uh, but you still feel bad when you see someone sure. go, obviously, who's been a big part of your life, and uh, he'd span, you know, a, a huge chunk of several, uh, of a few different generations. And I defy, listen, if you're of a certain time or a certain age, and that age is a wide span because he was on for so long, the price is right, is what you watched when you were homeschooled from, yeah, sick home from school, yeah. Sick, yeah. I didn't even think of that until you said that, and that is absolutely true. I mean, that yeah. was like, you were like, yes, I get to watch the whole thing. Yeah, so it would come on at like 10 a.m. Was, le- was it 10 or 11? Yeah, like 10, 10 or 11. 11. Yeah. 11. 11? Yeah, I thought it was okay. 11. Yeah, it was midday. It was, you know, early and before lunch, so you were still kind of yeah. just, just hanging around. Yeah, I'm off. Oh, man. I'm sick, but I'm off. And I you- won so many showcase showdowns. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. And when you would gonna- get it. Within, if if you got it within a dollar, right? Or no, a hundred. A hundred dollars. You'd get both. You'd get both. And I saw that happen a number of times. It It did. It was the best. Yeah, I love the showcase show. I went like, and they walked away with all that stuff. Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I went. I was on. Uh, I was in the audience. I was in the studio audience yeah. one time, which oh, was which that. was neat. I thought for sure I was going to get called. Man, I thought they were going to bring me. I what thought it was, was going to be. Come on down. Did you see anything like as to how they picked? Like, was it? Um, they, they they would pick outside in the line, right? They do a they do a quick interview with every single person in the audience as you go by. The the producers are there, and they'll just hey, who are you? Where are you from? You having a good time? And that's 
pretty much it. It's okay. just like a quick two, three thing, and they're looking for... They're going to assess. They're looking for that thing, yeah. that it, whatever it is. Yeah. I didn't have it. Oh, man. Um, but uh, but it was neat being in the audience and, uh, and checking did out. Did anyone near you get called? The way it was. No, nobody near me. I did go down uh, quickly and spoke to Rod Roddy. Oh, right. No legendary the, the announcer. The announcer. Yeah. I, I walked down there because at the time I just started going to broadcasting school. Yeah. And I went down and I said, you know, I said, hey, how you doing? I just uh, wanted, you know, thank you. And, and I said, I'm, I'm starting to, I'm trying to get into the broadcast industry. So, you know, I said, like, you're an you're a type of person that's an inspiration. He was a really nice guy. Um, and, uh, it, but the interesting I thing. I am feeling good and I hope you are too. And those of you, any of you guys who've ever been on a TV set. Yes. Uh, it is way smaller than you think so it is. So small. When I went to way <laughs> smaller. The Tonight Show, Leno. Went out there, um, and, and, and I was even prepared for realizing how small it's going to look when you get there, and it was even smaller. But yeah. it's cool because it's it's more intimate than you yeah. think it's yeah. going to be when you go. Agreed. Because the audience, when you look at the audience on The Price is Right, it looks fairly large. It looks big. It's really not that big. A couple hundred? Maybe. Yeah, yeah something hundred, like that. Yeah. How many shows did they film when you were there? We, we were only on Just one. one? Okay. Yeah. Uh, but uh, they may I think they may have been doing two that day or something, but okay. um, yeah, and we had to wait in line for a long time because we didn't have tickets, so we had to wait to get tickets, and we, we we played like Rummy 500. I mean, we were there for like hours. So I wondered in case out. with like uh, the price is right because the audience they're, they're constantly scanning the audience. They're pulling contestants live from the audience. You know, whereas Jeopardy, they could do like five shows and keep the same audience, probably right. You yeah, know? at least so. for a couple of them. Yeah, since the you contestants do that. are in the audience, yeah. they had to they had to refresh and, and bring in oh, okay. new groups of people. <laughs> I would um, love when the people would come running down though. Oh my like, God, it was the best. <laughs> it was awesome. Or when yeah. they fell occasionally. Yep, yep. Every now and then you'd have something. There was one woman whose boobs fell out. Yep, yep. One time. <laughs> uh, and and Marissa, I don't know if you might look for that because Bob, in true Bob fashion, a had, dog. had something yeah. great to say. I forgot wow. what. You have huge cans. I think it might have been something like that. Huge floppy knockers. No, but (laughs) but just what a professional he is at how he could roll with something like that. You could tell a young Vanna White was... Was rocking Bob a little bit. Uh, Nick just pulled up yeah. a, a screenshot of her, uh, and she was stunningly <laughs> yeah. beautiful Vanna? in the audience. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, uh, yeah. absolutely. June so. 20, 1980, she was a contestant. Isn't that wild? Wow. Wow. Well. She looks amazing. What's your name? I was going through the uh, the games. Uh, they have There's an alphabetical list of, uh, of games. What's your favorite before you even go through the list? Probably Plinko. Plinko was a blast. Yeah. Uh, we played. Did we did our own version of Plinko? Did we not? We did. Did know, we? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the, I, I can't remember the name of the guy. He was a carpenter. Built the uh, board. Yeah. He he built it for us, and it we was took like, it to skate. I don't remember where we took it. I just remember him going. This was way more work than I had. <laughs> yeah. It's a ton of work. Yeah. yeah. I always loved the um, like the price games where you actually had to pick the price or put them in order. Right. Um, there was one where you had, would have to put the items in order from you know least expensive to most expensive. How did you, yes. How'd you do? Where it'd be like a car and there'd be a series of oh yeah, and you have to flip up the right sequence. Yes. Oh, I loved like, that one. Like twenty four thousand two hundred and eighty nine dollars. Yes. I like the one that had the timer and say there were five different things out there and he would give you five different price tags and, you could and put, you'd have to go and put them on. Yeah. Each yeah, one, yeah, yeah. Come back and hit hit the button, and it yeah. would stop the timer, and it would be like you've got, got two yeah, correct, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. and then you'd have to go da- back and switch them back up, and uh, and, and like and the golf game. 
I love I th- the, the hole in one, yeah. which of course would become he'd hit the button and it's the hole in two or yeah. two or two, <laughs> right? Uh, and that was great because you had to do the pricing game first to determine how close you could move to the hole. That was a fun one as well. I, I love those two steps where you execute the first part as as yeah. well as you possibly can, and they gave you an advantage in the second part of the game. There yep. were a couple of those. Yep. And then there was um, I, I don't recognize him by the the, the gimp. name uh, the gimp. The gimp was great. What would you do with yeah. the, the gimp? <laughs> You would be there, and uh, you would determine how far the gimp was from you. Oh. You'd be bent over a table, and they'd say, bring out the gimp. And, and he, would, he would make that muffling sound. Exactly. And you'd figure out how right. far away he was. Okay, I got you. Uh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> wait, it reminds me. Um, it's time to play the gimp. <laughs> no, remind me of the progression. What was the uh, the wheel that they spun? Okay, the- so that's the showcase to, to get ready for the showcase right. showdown. Yeah, yeah. And so you would uh, you'd spin it, and... It, it was it had increments up to a dollar, right? So it'd be like in, in five cent increments, correct? And you had to get closest to a dollar without going over. And by the way, that was one thing that really pissed. I was reading about this that pissed Bob. Bob he's a very congenial guy, but when they didn't do it yeah. yeah okay and then so then the two uh who had the top they went into the showcase showdown well they, do that, they did that two at the beginning uh of the the, uh, did the they end do of the first time? round it was it, it would have yeah, three, two rounds three games the show used to be there wasn't there a time when the show was a full hour it, it is it was always it's a full hour yeah, yeah. so hour? you would do yeah. you would do three games and then then you would do the wheel spin and then you would do another three games and then another wheel spin and you and you could spin a second like if you only got 20 cents you could spin a second time Yep. Right. Yeah. Yes. You got two spins to try to keep uh, try to not go over a dollar. You, you always had two spins though. Like even yeah, if always. you got ninety five cents, you could spin a second time if you chose. Yeah. But you wouldn't do it because you had ninety five right. cents. Right. And if you landed You're on a stupid, if you landed on a dollar, then you had a chance to go back and spin the wheel again. Yeah. And if it landed back on the dollar, I think you won ten thousand yes. dollars. And then one of the greens was five thousand. Yeah. Right. And, as a consequence, when I was younger, I thought that twenty five cents and five cents was worth a lot of money because the price is right. And I was like, oh. Well, this is actually worth more than it uh, seems it, it is. I would love to have spun that wheel. Oh, my oh, God. Yes. I, I, even now, yes. though it would mean nothing, I'd still love a chance to spin that wheel. Yeah. I just want to see I what it looks spin. like up close. Yeah. Is it heavy? It looks like it's heavy. It, it looks, looks like, like yeah. it's heavy. Well, Nick, because you'd see people of decent body weight have, yeah. to, have to yank down on it. Yeah. Uh, here are a few of the, the pricing games uh, by name. Let's see if uh, you know them. Bullseye. I remember that one. That, that, the, that was the one they would do when they didn't have a gimp. Okay, yeah. that was one. Uh, the card game, the check game, the checkout. These are in order. Cliffhangers. Uh, <clears throat> is this the? Is that the, the Alpine? One? Yeah. It wasn't the Alpine. No, uh, no, because yeah, I looked. Uh, it's a, a tribute to the Stallone movie. Uh, the contestant faces a game more consisting of a mountain slope divided into 25 steps with a figure of a climber at its base and a cliff at the top. Yeah, yeah it's called Cliffhangers. I thought it was the Alpine. Uh... No, it is not Alpine. The only one that starts with an A was a game called Any Number. Oh, all right. Yeah, so. All right. Yeah, so it was called uh, Cliffhanger. Right. That, that definitely was one of the popular ones, one yeah. of the most popular. It just ones. was also a cool mechanism to watch the thing go up the cliff. Yeah, agree. Well, side. that was part of it. I think a lot of it were the, were the props that made it fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, the punch out one. Punch yeah. out was yeah. great. I liked punch out too. And really, you didn't have to have a punching thing. No, to no. It. You literally could just go up and pull a number down or whatever. Uh, the grocery game. Um, are, were those bags of groceries? I don't I think know. That was, I think that was the listing the grocery items in order or, okay. or putting a price on them. Okay. Hot seat. 
Hot spit. Hot spit. I don't know what that one. Do, do you? Uh, it's in the bag. Seat. Let them roll. Line them up. Lucky seven. I remember Lucky seven. D's nuts. Uh, D's nuts. Uh, there was the one where they had the bag and you had to put your hand in the bag. Bag of D's. There were bag of D's. Yeah. There were X's in yeah. there, right? Yeah. And you had to pull out numbers and decide where in the price of the car because that was usually a car one, if I yes, remember yeah. correctly. And it might have been called uh, three X or no, I don't remember, dude. Triple X. There you go. Yeah. Hardcore pornography. <laughs> Hardcore por- yeah. TVDA. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's time to play TVDA. Um, Plinko's on here. Pick a pair. Punch a bunch. I don't hey, know what that the is. Punch a bunch is the, uh, I think, the one you the punch out. Okay. And, 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 and Falcon a, Punch. There was yeah. a prize in there, right? Or there was an X. Uh, the game is top prize, $25,000. Contestants answered higher or lower. Pricing questions, about uh, four items. Each correct answer earns a punch on a 5 by 10 yeah. punch board. Mm-hmm. So that was Punch a Bunch. That's what those. See, we think we remember the names of these things. Yeah. yeah. No, it was like our all. own name. Yeah. The one where they punch. Yeah, they yeah. punch. You know, the Falcon Punch. I remember the Shell game, and I remember Safe Crackers. Was Safe Cracker an actual combination? Yeah, I believe so. Uh, the contestant attempts to win prizes by guessing the three-digit combination of a giant safe that contains oh, both yeah. prizes. That was cool. The combination is the same as the price of the less expensive prize. The contestant is given the three unique digits and must use each of them only once to determine the correct price in order to open the safe and win both prizes. That was like a big door. That was yep. Yeah. Yeah. Preston, you still buddies with Todd Newton? Uh, I haven't talked to him in a while, but yeah, I could reach out to him. Because he did the traveling show, right? Of he this? did. Yeah. And yeah. does that still exist? And does he, is he still associated with I it? I believe it does. I think it does. And I think he does from time to time. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You'd see stuff like that, like like the Mohegan Sun and, and right? Yeah, casinos. Yeah, casinos. I saw it at one of the casinos in Atlantic City. <laughs> Casino. Uh, hang on a second. We have somebody who won <gasps> a car. <gasps> No on the way. price is right. It's Marcus. Wait, hang on. Let's get, make it feel right at home. Where's the music, Casey? Oh, right up here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, hold on. There we go. Hey, Marcus, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good, man. All right, so when did this happen? Uh, this was about six years ago. I was uh, I was in Vegas for a bachelor party, and I was going to visit my buddies in L.A. right after. Yeah. And, I knew, and like they had the, you could get free tickets to the show, so we booked tickets ahead of time. It's like March of 2017. Okay. All right. Yeah, so fortunately it wasn't Bob, but I got to meet Drew, which was awesome. That's, That's pretty cool. cool. All right, so tell us about uh, when they um, when they did the, the quick interviews as you walked through. Did you do anything special when you talked to the producers? Yeah, so I did a lot of research on how to get on the show. And, like, they were talking about, like, matching shirts and your energy. And me and my buddies were just, you know, we were just so talkative. They stopped and talked to us for about five minutes, asked us a lot of questions. Oh, wow. We knew we knew one of us was going to get picked. And as soon as we were walking to our seat, the person that was, like, directing you was, like, she touched her ear. She was, like, you three up here. And, like, we were, like, dead center. Yeah. We knew one of us was getting picked. Oh, that's awesome. Excellent. Yeah, I think they want you, like, in the middle, so you got to kind of squeeze your so, way through yeah, the... Does they tw- yeah. So, so you can come down. Uh, if, they, if you come down too quick, then I don't think it's enough. Right, they do right. like to get a little drama. All right, so um, what game did you end up playing? So it was a game that I hadn't really seen too much. It was called Cover Up. Okay. Where you had to... Like, there was, like... It was price of the car. So there was five digits, and there was... Like one number above the or two above the first oh, yeah. digit, three above the uh, yeah. second. Yeah, that's what we were talking I know, about. I know yeah. this one. Love I know that. This one. Love that one. Yeah, so it, it's hard. There's no like real strategy. You have to know like a ballpark range of the price. So it, it was pretty dramatic. I got like two right the first time, then one right, then one right, and it was the last one that I got right with the last chance. 
And wow. and you won the car? I won the car. What I got a dude? video of it. What kind of car? It was a, a Scion TC, which I didn't end up keeping. <laughs> well, here's the deal. Let me ask you, because it's uh, like Wheel of Fortune, for example, is known for, you know, the, a, a lot of times the contestants report a big tax hit after they get the winnings oh, yeah. on, on that show. What what did you do or do they do they advise you how to prevent that or did you sell the car to avoid the tax hit? Actually, it wasn't anything like that. When I, when I won the car, you had to like hang out after the show was over to like give me your information. And there was a form you could have signed, like, right there on the spot that waived your right to the prizes. Because if someone wins, like, a, I don't know, like a vacation, like a lot of furniture, you can't sell that stuff to, like, recoup it. Mm-hmm. So some people, I was like, oh, people actually sign this. He's like, yeah, a lot of people sign it because they don't want to get hit with, you know, 15000 for winning, you know, $40,000 worth of prizes. Right. Okay. So I ended up uh, selling the car back to the dealership. It was used at that point because I won it. It was yeah, a lot of nonsense. But yeah, I ended up selling it back and using that to offset some of the taxes. Isn't that wild? So you got the Scion and you, you sell it back to the dealership as used, even though just because it was taken to the Price is Right. Uh, I, I what, what, it. Was it that specific yeah. car? I assume that they, they no, they wouldn't do that. They use it. They use I like a dummy car, right? I guess it must have been like a different one because I, I waited for months to get a call from a dealership out in L.A. So I'm right outside Philadelphia. So I waited for them to call me, and they're like, yeah, it's available. And I was like, well, I'm not paying, you know, a couple grand to get it shipped over here. And they're like, yeah, you can sell it back to us. But now it's like, you know, $6,000 less than what you want it for. Still, it's a, you made some decent cash, right? Yeah, and it was a great experience. Yeah, after taxes, how much you walk away with? Probably like 12 grand. Ah, oh, wow. For an afternoon? Yeah. And you did your research? It was money well earned. Yeah, there was uh, someone else a lot of the research stuff. Someone watched every episode of The Price is Right. This was a couple years ago. And did an analysis on every game and, like, the statistics of winning it and what, like, the higher probability was. Yeah. There was a lot of games that I knew it going into it that were, like, 50-50 chances. Yeah. But even with the um, contestants row at the beginning, it was, like, statistically, if you're the last one and you do a dollar above the highest bid, like, it was, like, there's a 60% chance of winning. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, they made a documentary yeah. out of the guy who gamed the Price is Right system. And, and, and But really, there's only, there is still a lot that is random about it. So you can be, no matter how good you are, there's still a big random nature to being a successful contestant on that show. Exactly. You know, there, there really is a, some kind of strategy. So getting on the show, contestants row, and some of the games, is like, if you, if you did the research, you knew exactly what to do. But cover-up was... A lot harder. I, I knew yeah. it was going to end at a certain digit, but. And so so when you win the car, you didn't go to the show. Somebody obviously made it to the showcase past you, correct? <laughs> yes. Uh, the lady in front of me, I think I had like 87. She spun a dollar, like right after me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, man. Bastard. Wow. Well, that's, that's a, cool. That's a great memory. That's that's, that's really cool. And like you said, it wasn't oh, yeah, Bob, but still, you, you were on the show. If you, you, know? can, if you can, uh, send us the video. Oh, absolutely. Um, the, the email you guys have online? Yeah, just our names at WMMR.com. Yeah, Preston at WMMR.com or, or Nick or whoever on the show. And I will say, I owe this to my buddy who, uh, who I was there with. We waited in line for like, I don't know, like three or four hours just to like get to the interview process. Yeah. And I was getting real fidgety. I was like, okay, I need to leave. Like, it was cold. I don't want to be there anymore. And my buddy, like, convinced me to stay. Thank God he did because wouldn't have gotten Yes, yeah, 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 absolutely. That's awesome. All right, well, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Uh, thanks for the call in. Absolutely. I love you guys. All right, oh, thanks, thanks Marcus. Man. We'll see you later. By the way, here is the audio of when the woman came down <clears throat> and her top fell off. Okay. And uh, Bob uh, c- uh, covering for that. Here we go. Yolanda Bowsley, come on down. Welcome to the Price is 
is right. feeling that this is not legitimate. <laughs> I know, I know you truly love me. But you don't really love me this much, do you? <laughs> Bob, they yes. have given their all for you. <laughs> it's great. So great. We had uh, a few uh, sleds at Carbore Classic that were Price is Right themed, yes. yeah, you yeah. know, and inspired. Most and definitely. The, the vinyl, uh, the, one, one the wheel. wheel. Yeah, yeah. And they spun it as they went down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we have someone who actually won a showcase showdown. Oh, wow. Yeah, let's get that caller on the line. Please welcome <laughs> Rob. Come on down. Hey, Gadzooks. Hey, Gadzooks. All right, Rob, when, when, number one, where are you from, by the way? Uh, I'm from Delaware. Okay. okay. And uh, what year did you uh, appear on The Price is Right? Uh, it was 2019. Okay, just a couple of years ago. So with Drew yeah. Carey. And, and so take us through the process all the way up to the showcase. Yeah, so um, like the previous caller, I was out there, uh, me and a couple guys from work. We were actually in L.A. for a work trip. And, uh, you know, did the whole thing, showed up on CBS lot, like Preston was saying, it was like a, a whole like day process. We were there for a couple hours going through the line, mm. getting the interviews done and everything. And, um, you know, as we finally make it into the, into the studio, uh, like I think Marcus, the previous caller said, we were walking in and somebody grabbed us like, no, no, we want you guys to sit over here. And we were uh-huh. right up in, the, in the center, up in the back. And sure enough, they start the show, and I was the fourth person called down. To wow! So, Rob, when they when they specifically grab you, if you go and and they position you and they're they're seating you, the the odds are it more in your favor that you're going to be called. Correct? I, th- I yeah, I think I think when they when they grab you and move you around. You kind of know something's up. Like, right. You know, someone in our group was up. We were sitting there waiting for the show to start. You know, they do a whole pre-show thing. And um, so we had one of the producers, my buddy, like kind of nudged me. He's like, yo, that guy on stage, He, they looked at the clipboard. They looked at you. They looked at the clipboard. I was like, no, nah, you know, <laughs> you're you're making this up. And then sure enough, you know, you hear your name and, it, you know, you get up and you got to do the whole rundown thing. And, um, but it was cool. That is awesome. So you and you got up. What was the game that you played that led you to the showcase? Oh, uh, so you know what the game? It was like it was. I don't know. It was like one of those throwaway games. It was like a bargain. Pick the pick the better sale price. Um, and sadly, I I picked the wrong answer. Okay. I did not win a washer and dryer. Oh <laughs> man! <laughs> and the, and um, so so you don't win the prize, but you do get invited since you made it up onto the uh, the stage. You get to spin the wheel. Yeah, yeah. So I spun the wheel, and uh, you were saying earlier, you know, that wheel is heavy. Okay. Um, they they give you a little pre-show, like a little pre-prep thing while they're, like, in commercial break, you know. So they pull the three contestants aside, and they're like, all right, listen, here's the thing. The wheel is heavy. You really got to, like, lay your weight into it to spin this thing around, because if it doesn't go around... The audience is going to boo you, and we're going to put it on national TV. You know what, Rob? Here's the thing that I always had a tiny bit of a fear as I watched people spin that wheel, that they wouldn't let go yeah, and yeah. 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 get crushed. And that their arm would get caught in that wall. <laughs> so they they warn you that, too. They're like, also, the wheel is very heavy. Yeah. Don't lean into it with your head because the, the handles are yeah. really big. And they're like, if that handle, like, clocks you in the head, you're going to go down. 
and the audience is going to boo you, and we're going to put it on national TV. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I spun a 40 on my first spin and a 45 on my second spin. Wow. Nice. Okay. Nice. And uh, so that took me to the showcase. Okay. And um, I was actually up the second for the showcase. I think the, the other person had a, you know, they won their game. I forget what, what made you get the chance to go first in the showcase showdown. Uh, I, I think whoever rolled closest to a dollar. Uh, a dollar without going over. Oh, wait, no, no, no. That would have been the first person. Because first person could decide whether or not they want to bid or see the second showcase. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, so so she got to go first. The, the showcase comes up, and it was uh, it was a vacation package like they do. So it was a trip to Portugal, a trip to the Bahamas, A trip to Portugal! Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, and a trip to British Columbia, Canada. Um and so they go through the whole thing, and she passes to me. And now I'm like, oh, you know, I was paying attention, but now you're, like, on the spot. <laughs> right. Uh, and so, you know, I, I, I looked to my buddies in the audience and back and forth, and uh, so I bid $24,995. I wanted to, like, stay just shy under twenty five. I don't know. That, that was the gut feeling. Yeah. And uh, so then the second showcase comes up, and hers was, uh, it was it was a couch, a brand-new living room set. <laughs> uh and a home sauna and a little uh, a Chevy Spark, that little like tiny compact, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> right? Chevy Spark. And, uh, so they, she does her bid. They come back from commercial, and uh, you know Drew goes up to her and reads her price and and her bid and and the actual prize value. And I think she was like, she was less than like two thousand dollars away. Wow. And okay. At, at that time, I'm like, uh, I'm out. I yeah. lost. There's no way. And how close was yours? I was within $500. Oh, oh nice. <laughs> Nailed it. All right, I have to ask this, Rob, because we've actually got to wrap up because we've got a, yeah. an interview coming up in just a moment. But did you end up taking the trips and how were, were they great? Were they worth it? Or was it just kind of a letdown? No, they were they were cool. I did, I did all three trips. You have... 12 months from the time the show airs to take all the trips. So <laughs> taking all three trips in one year. Wow. That's yeah. a lot. Yeah. And it was, lot. that was coming up to COVID. I was actually, <sighs> uh, I was in the Bahamas in, um, it was like January of 2020, like wow. right before everything. <laughs> well, yeah. I'll, t- I'll tell you one thing, and this is the truth, uh, Rob. In these cases, when they have these packages, these travel agencies, these yeah. travel, that's the one thing you can be guaranteed they're going to pull out all the stops on. Yeah. Right? On the, yeah, tra- on the trips. Yeah. Awesome. Wow. Well, that's. Yeah, they, were, they were great. They, uh, you know, they. Um, there was some some cash equivalent like came out. So like yeah. some of the trips had a rental car. Uh, the Bahamas had like you know the the poolside and beachside cabanas every day, and they take like the actual like cash value of that, and that goes right towards the taxes. Okay. And then when you show up, if you want, you just pay out of pocket for that. All right, okay. all right, that's great, dude. That is awesome. Yeah, Rob, we got yeah. we got a break. I yeah. appreciate it. Thank you so much. That's really cool that you got that, and uh, and we appreciate you sharing. And uh, uh, take care, man. And that's it. You know, we're talking about this obviously because uh, Bob Barker passed away. Marissa put together a pricing game for us, but those calls were too good, yeah. and we didn't have time to get to it. Do you want to play with the, maybe with, with Brandon? Brandon? So we're gonna we're gonna break. We're gonna have Brandon Marsh on from the Phils. Maybe he wants to play a pricing game. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So we're obviously gonna talk baseball too. So we'll come back in a moment with him. We'll be right. Probably no song. Probably come back right after. No song. We'll be right back. Stay with us. See what you've been hearing with WMMR.com's video on demand. 
Watch highlights from Preston and Steve shenanigans, station events, and take a peek behind the scenes at the station. You'll marvel at how anything gets done around here. WMMR.com. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at Acme Swoopin' and Win Game.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Free diamonds. Steven Singer is giving away free diamonds. You don't want to miss this. Everyone who purchases an engagement ring will receive a free one-carat lab-grown diamond. You must be thinking Stephen only sells real natural earthborne diamonds. Well, you're right. But Stephen will never sell a lab-grown diamond, but he will give them away. Nothing says I love you less than a lab-grown diamond. Don't be fooled. Buy real natural earthborne diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. Steven Singer Jewelers. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or in a showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly while supplies last. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So the uh, the Phils swept the cards over yeah. the weekend, and uh, not only that, they had a shutout yesterday. That's yeah. a, that is a nail in the coffin right there. Love that. And our next guest had a home run and three RBIs on Saturday. Mm-hmm. He's feeling pretty good. Uh, we spent some time with him at spring training and are stoked to have him on this morning. Ladies and gentlemen, Brandon Marsh is joining us this morning. Hey, Brandon, good morning. Good morning, guys. How are we? We're, we are good. How are we over there? You got to be You got to be feeling great after this weekend, man. Yeah, no, that, was, that was a good series for the boys. Uh, you know, uh, holding down, holding down CBP. The fans came in and showed out. Uh, they played a tremendous impact, and we got we got the job done. We just got to carry it over uh, into Anaheim. Uh, hey, I got to tell you, Brandon. So my my father recently moved to the area. He's eighty five years old. He's uh, lived uh, most of his life in Kentucky, and so uh, he's acclimating to this area. And we were talking about uh, the Phils the other day, and I'll do my best to, to <laughs> give an impression. He goes, he goes, press. Which one is the one who looks like a caveman? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, Dad, that's Brandon Marsh. I go, he's a really cool guy. We had a chance to meet him, but uh, but he was he was admiring. And I quote your hustle. He said that you've got some serious hustle about you. So uh, just wanted to know, my dad approves. Well, that's, that's that's pretty cool, Tom. I appreciate that. Absolutely. Most definitely. <laughs> hey, you guys, listen, the thing that I love about this group of people, and this was with last season as well, is, and, and you know, a winning record certainly helps. Uh, but you guys seem to have fun. And, and I think that that is a... That from from a fan's perspective, I think is a, is a key part, and it has to be for you as well. Because if you guys are on top of doing your job, having fun has just got to be the bonus part of it. Yeah, you know, uh, we all know there's there's a job at hand that we got to do and try to get done to the best of our ability. But I mean, there's 162 162 games, you know, so. Mm-hmm. We gotta, you, you gotta, you gotta find a way to throw some fun in there, or it's gonna, it's gonna be a long, long year. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we we do our best, you know, to act like kids, 
as much as we can, but we know we know when it's time to lock it in. We got to sure. lock it in and, and do a job. So it's a good mix. We got a we got a good mix of some uh, some really really good veteran guys, some young guys, and guys in between. And it's uh, it's been a great mix, and we just got to keep this thing going. Mm. You know, it's, it's funny you mentioned the, the amount of games. It's something that always just blows my mind. You know, obviously you take the, the the football cycle, and you're dealing with a dramatically reduced amount of games. But to to I assume that you have to fight that inclination to say, you know, to treat uh, occasionally a game like, ah, oh, this doesn't matter. This this isn't, you know, part of the, the, the journey, so to speak, that, that every one of those 160 plus games, um, it matters. Did, was that something that came naturally to you or is it so is it hard to sometimes keep that performance and energy and enthusiasm for each one of those games up all the time? There's no other option, you know? Yeah. Uh, we show up without the fire uh, and, uh, you know, all the energy and that want to. We're not, we're not going to, we're not going to get the results that we want. So, right. Uh, we, we know, we know what we got to do. We got to put uh, all the, all the feelings off the field, all the, all the, the, the hurts, the, you know, the early mornings, the late nights, the quick turnarounds. We got to put all that to the side and put all that away and just, you know, and go out there and just do a job. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a Herculean feat to do that. I, I think I'd I'd be easily distra- distracted. Uh, no, but I'd, yeah. I'd, be, I'd be lying if I said it's it's if I didn't get distracted. It's it's hard not to. We're human, so. But it's you know I feel like those teams that that lock it in and stay locked are, are the ones that are going to ride it out to the end. So we just we just got to keep doing our best and just and just playing the course. Yeah, and you guys have had a pretty uh, successful July and August, and uh, you know this weekend was a lot of fun. I got to ask you, Brandon, about um, last weekend up in Williamsport because I really enjoyed watching that broadcast. I love watching all the games, but to see you guys have as much fun as you had in Williamsport, going to the little league game and then having your own game in their their minor league park. Uh, what was that like for you as a player? What was it like being out there with the little league? Because it seemed like you were having a lot of conversations with a lot of kids, and that was awesome. Yeah, no, that was I, I was I was blessed enough to be able to play in that uh, that game in 2021 with the with the Angels. But uh, so I, that, that that one wasn't my first time, but that one was definitely a lot. I felt like it was a lot more people than the last time I was there. <laughs> so <laughs> it was uh, it was incredible to see those, those those kids' faces when they when they saw you know us and the and the Nationals team. <laughs> And it just it just brought me back a bunch of a bunch of weekend memories with all my with all my buddies growing up uh, that I played with. You know, all the frog togs, the water coolers, all that stuff. So it was it was it was super cool to see. And it, you know, they were playing some good baseball too. I saw like a I saw like a five to four game with only like one error. So it was. <laughs> It was it was some incredible baseball too. I would consider that. So you're a kid, you know. That, that's an epiphany moment. That 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 can set you from oh, I'm enjoying this to this might be my career. Did you have? Did you have somebody you encountered a player that was that pivotal moment where you, you love the game, but that locked it in for you. I want to be that guy. Probably my junior year when I finally grew. <laughs> uh, I didn't. I didn't really know there was much of a future for baseball until I finally grew into my body. And uh, but no, I, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say there was really like a really big moment. I just think my. I would I always love the game. I love sports. I love to. I love the thought of you know trying to be the best athlete that I could possibly be. But right. uh, 
there were a lot of things holding me back growing up. So it was, uh, you know, it, t- it took some time for me, but we finally blossomed and, yeah. <laughs> you know, now we're here. So. Nice. Hey, Brandon, I want to ask you and Bryson Stott are the, the guys who've been, uh, you know, dumping things on, on players when they, uh, they get spotlighted at the, oh, the end yeah. during an interview. <laughs> what, uh, who makes the decision on what you're going to dump and, and, uh, is, is it calculated? Is it, is it, uh, is it bespoke for, for each person? How do you come up with what you're going to throw on them? Being completely honest with you guys, we it is all on the spot. I <laughs> those Stott's more creative than I am. I just usually get like one little random piece of food object I can see <laughs> just in the little bin in the dugout. <laughs> and Stott, Stott loads his uh, loads his water cups up with with gum, uh, and, a, and a bunch of other stuff. Honestly, I, I don't even know. I, I, I stopped looking, but <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's for, for the better. Listen, I love that stuff. I recently I told my kids, I'm like that. You don't see this anymore, but a, but a standard baseball prank used to be the hot foot. Yeah. Now that was more yeah. back in like the seventies and eighties and stuff like that. Does that? I don't think you can get away with that anymore. Yeah, no, I don't know. I, I don't know if we can get away with that. People are, you know, pretty pretty alert. But yeah. you got you got to be you got to be sneaky with the water. You, you can't let them hear the the cleats at the at the dirt beneath you. You got to be you got to tiptoe. Well, you can you can do the old hide their insulin prank. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon, um, for twenty plus years now, dating back to the vet, uh, there have been some fantastic uh, fan groups going to Phillies games. Uh, the Duck Pond, the Wolf Pack. The, one of my personal favorites was um, there was a pitcher named Robert Person, and there was just one guy who showed up. It was Person's Person. I thought that that was great. Um, <laughs> But you have your own, and I, I love Marsha's Marshmallows. I love spotting them in the crowd. I saw them at a pregame event uh, with Shane Victorino a few months ago. Uh, it's got to be awesome to have your own fan group dedicated to you, man. It's it's pretty incredible. Are you kidding? It's, it's all, I love it. <laughs> it was, I forget what game it was. And uh, I look up in the top right where Jeans Jeans used to be. Jeans Jeans Jeans. <laughs> jeans. <laughs> And I was looking up there, and I see a bunch of marshmallow heads, and I'm like, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Put two and two together. I kind of squinted, saw the sign a little bit more, and then, yeah, that was that was a cool moment. I was like, okay, now we just got to keep going. We got to grow the section. Yeah, yeah yes. absolutely. Well, then let me just ask you, are you a fan of marshmallows? Depends on marshmallow the food or... The food, the food. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Okay. All right. I just remember. I, I'd say, well, what if, what if the, your your big secret is that you despise them, but you like them, so that's good. No. Yeah. No. I'll, I'll tear. I'll tear. I'll tear up some marshmallows. All right. Well, you're eating marshmallows right now. <laughs> hey, uh, your um, your shot on Saturday night was a um, it was an absolute bomb. I don't know if you can recall or not, but did you even feel? Was it one of those uh, hits where you, you barely even feel the bat hit the ball? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't have many pull side homers, mm-hmm. but when I do, it's, it's kind of, it's, a, it's that feeling where you don't feel it, and you're like, okay, I can start jogging a little bit. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. I just, I got put into a, a, I laid off the high heaters and got put into a decent hitters count. Uh, runners on first and second. We already had some runs up on the board. I know he didn't want to walk me, so I was like, I'm just going to take my shot. And he came with it, and I uh, I just tried to put my best swing on it. Damn, man. Uh, so when you guys are up uh, up to bat, I mean, I, like all of, like, I, I, you know, I assume that you guys have a, a lot of homework that you guys do, you know, post game, pre game, and stuff like that. But in between pitches, how how much is your mind racing going? Okay, that was just a four seamer. Like, so is he gonna, you know, like should I, ex- you know what I mean? Like, you are you always expecting a certain pitch when you when when you're uh, lined up? 
I mean, I, I'd be lying to you if I said there's there's not a little bit of my mind that strays off. It's like, okay, well, he just threw me that high heater. A lot of guys throw their 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 breaker ball, their breaker ball, or their dumper off of, off of the high heater because it's off the same plane. Little things like that go through my mind for sure. But these guys are so good, man. I just I gotta stay on the on the on the heater, right? Hey, and can- React, react to the to the off speed, and just ride it out. I want to ask about because uh, it was the series before the Cardinals, I believe, where they had um, they they exhausted their bullpen, so they had positional players uh, pitching. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't remember who it was, but he was throwing forty mile per hour. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, so is there like an unwritten rule to not go off on those guys to not just tee off on the position players? Yeah. I mean, no, it's it's at the end of the day when a position player comes in, it's like usually the game's already pretty much over. Yeah. So it's it's all just just love and respect. If we get ahead, we you know we'll we'll still signal to the dugout, give a little half half celebration, half celly. <laughs> but uh, I mean, as a hitter, as a hitter, it's honestly sometimes kind of a, a lot more tough to hit those forty mile an hour. Yeah, I, I could see that. Yeah. Your body and eyes and all. Uh, all the quick twitch muscle groups, they're all they're all ready to go and then you have to sit there and hold that launch position for so long. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. It's pretty it's pretty tough, but I, I feel like as a hitter, you know, it's uh you still want to you still want to try to get your knock, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, you, it's your average, like yeah. you know, like I'm so sorry that the other team is struggling so much that they had to put a second baseman in a pitcher, but like you are also like you have contracts, you know, like you 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 have a you have an average that you need to like worry about. So For sure, the, yeah. the way I look at it, the way I look at it is whoever whoever's. Uh, Whatever team's hitting against the position player, I mean, they they earned it, you know. So you get you you earn that. It's uh, true, it's true. Extra, extra extra knock if you if you stay back on it. <laughs> Brandon, uh, with the Angels coming in town, uh, your former team. When you were on the Angels, uh, obviously two of the greatest players on the planet with Shohei and Trout. And I know uh, Trout's out and not playing uh, in Philly this weekend. But um, when you were on the Angels, did you get tired of reporters asking you about Mike Trout and Shohei Otani? No man, those uh, you, you can't get tired of uh, people asking about players like that. You know that that you know make a great example of the game on and off the field. So they're the, 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 those two guys, and they got they they got some they got some dudes over there. You know, you go you go through their lineup. I know they got some guys that are hurt, but you go through their lineup, and it's 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 a pretty it's a pretty cool lineup to look at. You know, if you're a fan of baseball, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, get, I was truly blessed to be able to be on the same field as those guys. You know, I think it was it was a it was a part of my journey I was supposed to go through in order to get here. So it was uh, I'm just I was truly blessed to be able to, to you know step on the battlefield with those guys. Nice. Hey, um, uh, going back to the you guys having fun uh, off the field or outside of the game. Um, I think it was Jamie Apodi had uh, posted something of uh, um, you guys chipping golf balls from, I don't know if you were chipping them or how far you were hitting them from uh, from home plate. Was this yesterday or, and this has to do with fantasy football or something like that? Do you know about this? Yeah, yeah. No, it was just, it was just a little draft order. Uh, we were trying to figure out a unique and fun way for all of us to be involved. And instead of just drawing a, uh, a number out of a hat. Uh, I love that. Know, we got a, we got a lot of guys that enjoy golf on the team. We had a couple other options in order to f- figure out our, uh, our our picking order, but 
this was this was uh, decided on the final one, and you know <laughs> we all had some pretty pretty decent shots. I thought I went first, yeah, and I was about ten high, about thirty forty feet to the left, which is good for me. Yeah, <laughs> what, yeah. what pick did you get, and what, what pick did you end up with? I ended up middle of the pack, but that's because some dudes ended up picking 12 and 11 before I, w- I was up there. So I got middle of the pack. It's a, it's going to be good. We're going to, we're going to grind it out and, uh, you know, fix. but a lot of good shots were made that, that day. And I was very surprised. So, so do, do you play golf often? I play a lot more now than I ever have, but not enough. Okay. All right. I shot a 75 yesterday. <laughs> I think I could play with you sometime. Yeah. Right? Oh, no, I'm good. That's too That's too low for me. <laughs> hey, listen, I wanted to ask a, a really uh, off-the-wall question, and if you don't want to do this, this is fine, uh, but did you hear um, that Bob Barker had passed away? I did. I did see that, yes. Were you a fan of, uh, of The Price is Right at all? So I, I never really watched it. <laughs> at all I just if I saw it on YouTube I would see it you know what I mean or just like something so if it popped up on TV but no I never uh, just to be honest never went out of my way and I never saw it see that's that's it's funny because that makes sense now he's wildly successful and we watched the prices right in oh, home yeah. yeah we didn't go to he school he actually went to do this yeah. <laughs> but um, well listen would you would you like to play a pricing game with us uh, from the prices right uh, if, it, if, if it's easy, you know, it's, it's, it's really easy. Fun. Don't worry. It's easy. Yeah. We're just going to do, uh, essentially, it's like um, a contestant's row. Yes, it. Uh, yeah. So so at the beginning, they would they would uh, throw out a price, and you would have to tr- or, uh, throw out a, um, an item, an item, and you would have to bid on it, and whoever gets closest without going over uh, is deemed the winner. And you can play against us. Okay. All right. All right. You ready to try this out, guys? I'm yeah. Ready. All right. So item number one, and we'll go through everyone. And uh, should we let uh, should we let uh, Brandon go last? You think? Uh, yeah, so you can hear what we're doing. Yeah, so you can hear what we're doing. Okay, so first item up for bids is, and I think this is apropos for baseball, the ballpark beef hot dogs, mm. original length, eight count. God. Let's go to our contestants and see how they price it. We'll start with Nick. Nick, what uh, do you want to give that? Uh, $2.99. $2.99. All right. Uh, Casey, what is your price? I'm going to go uh, $5.99. $5.99. And Kathy, how about you? Mm, I'm going to go $6.49. $6.49. I will say, uh, I'm going to say uh, $4.25. And Steve, how about yours? $4.49. $4.49. All right. Brandon, what do you think? Ballpark beef hot dogs, the original length eight count would cost. I was my first answer that came to my head was four forty two. All right, four forty two. Now, see, I don't even know what the actual retail price is. I have the little sticker okay, covering right. so. And the actual retail price is <laughs> four forty nine. Steve Morrison oh! got it exactly. Oh, oh my god! Oh my god! It's a hundred bucks, but actually. <laughs> Brandon came in second yeah. on that. You would have, you would have had that. That's damn close. Wow! If not for Steve Morrison, Brandon would be going to the yeah, <laughs> for the prize. Right. Brandon, we got it. You and me, man. Yeah. We got it. Are these Acme prices? These are Acme prices. Okay. Yes. By the All way. Right. Okay. All let's right. do another one. That yeah, was yeah. pretty damn close. All right. So so far, one point to Steve. All right. All right. Next item up for bids is the Snuggle Blue Sparkle Fabric Softener Dry Sheets, <laughs> eighty count. We'll start with Kathy this time. Kathy, oh, dryer what's your opening sheets? Bid? I'm yeah. gonna go with. 
I'm going to go with $749. $749. And Steve, what is your price? $650. All right. Steve says $650. Casey? $499. $499. I'm going to say that they are $8.15. And Nick, how about you? $5 even. Five even. How about oh, you? you? <laughs> How about you, Brandon? Oh, this is. Uh, I had an answer, but then you, you guys' answers were a little off the mind. So I'm gonna well, go, go with go one. with your gut. All right, two ninety nine. Okay, two ninety nine. All right, the average retail price of Snuggle Blue Sparkle Fabric Softeners is. Oh, you said Snuggle. Yeah. <laughs> See? See? It makes you threw them off. <laughs> It, it makes a difference. It does. I missed that. I missed that. Info. Uh, the actual retail price is three dollars and ninety nine cents. Oh, Brandon Marsh gets yeah. paid. You got instinct. I, I have to start shopping at Acme. <laughs> the rest of or, us went over. Yeah. Shop with Brandon. All right. Yeah. So Brandon's <laughs> up. Uh, so uh, Steve and uh, Brandon are tied in one. one. All right. Next item up for bids is the signature select refresh spring water. Ooh. A case 24 count of 16.9 fluid ounce bottles mm. would cost how much? Let's go to Nick and see. This is a, a 24 count? 16. 24 count of 16 ounces. Oh, 16 okay. ounces. Uh, I'm gonna go four ninety nine. Four ninety nine. I'm gonna mix it up here. Let's let Brandon jump in now, so he can get <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. All right, that. all right, Brandon. Okay. What do you think? The uh, signature select for fresh water, twenty four count. Yeah, it's gonna be about five twenty. Five twenty. He says. All right, Casey. How about you? I'm going uh, two forty nine. Two forty nine. And Kathy. Four forty nine. All right, four forty nine. Oh. And Steve, how about you? I'm gonna jump it up higher. I'm gonna do. 626. 626. And what's our lowest bid here? 249. Uh, 240. Yeah, it's definitely not that. I'm going to say 627. You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> the actual retail price is $3.99. Oh. And that means our winner is Casey. Casey! 249. <laughs> <laughs> Not bad. Hey, who's the one who nailed it right on the on the cost? Uh, you did. Oh yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> All right, so far it's uh, Casey, Steve, and Brandon who are tied. All right, next up, item up for bids: Lucerne eggs, large, a thirty count. So these are these are eggs. It's a thirty oh, okay. count of eggs. Okay. All right. I have no, no idea what. Uh, let's go. I'm with, more pork bellies. Let's go with. Uh, let's let Brandon jump in. Yeah, and first. Get the first bit. All right. Oh, oh. Egg. Can you can you give me the brand again? It's called Lucerne. L U C E R N E. This is not the Snuggles brand. And this is a thirty count. So it's you know a couple more than a couple dozen of eggs. Yep. Uh, thirty of eggs. Correct. <laughs> God. <laughs> Okay, let's go. Let's go with a little seven ninety nine or eight. Yeah, yeah, sorry, sure. Seven ninety nine. All right, Nick. How about you? Might be uh, way off. I'm gonna go uh, two seventy nine. Two seventy nine. Wow. I'm gonna go with uh, six forty nine. Uh, Casey, how about you? All right. Um, man, I just got off the phone with my egg broker, and uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go seven dollars even. Seven even. All right. And Steve? Six ninety nine. Six ninety nine. And <laughs> Kathy. What what was Brandon's pick? Uh, Seven ninety nine. Seven ninety nine. And that is the highest bid so far. 
Come on now. I'm going to go 749. 749. All right. And the actual retail price of the eggs is $5.99. And really? that means that is Nick. Nick is yeah! the winner of 279. I got one. Nobody See, has doubled up on points yet. That was really hard because eggs for a little while there were going through the yeah. roof. Yes, they were. Yeah, and then they down. came back down. Yep. All and right. that's 30 and, and not 12. And oh, so hard. <laughs> what to so do? Difficult. What to do? Uh, all right. Up next, I think something that we could all relate to. We've all had at one time or another. Kraft Original Macaroni and Cheese. Yeah. A dinner box, but it's a five count. Five count. Oh, okay. Of five the count. Kraft Original Macaroni and Cheese. Five count. Let's start with Kathy for your Four ninety nine. Four ninety nine. All right, Casey. How about you? Oh man. All right. So wait, Kathy said four ninety nine. Yep. I'm gonna say seven ninety nine. Seven ninety nine. All right. Let's go to Brandon. Brandon Marsh. What do you think? Five twenty. Twenty. No, he said five twenty. Oh, oh, five twenty. Yeah. I like the inflection. Yeah. Uh, I am gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna bid next. I'm gonna say it's uh, seven dollars even. And Steve, what do you? You think? 525. 525. <laughs> uh, Nick, what's yours? Bob, I'm going to go with a dollar on this one. $1. Ooh, all right. Nick. The all right. actual, he thinks we've all overbid. No way. Actual retail price is $6.49. And that means our winner is who didn't go over here? Steve Morrison. Steve Morrison. What did Steve 525. Bet? He did 525. It would have been Brandon Marsh, but Steve That's was right. Smart. Steve got the point. So. <laughs> He screwed Brandon Marsh. <laughs> Sorry, man. All right, we just have a couple more items here. So far, Steve's got two. He's in the lead. Uh, but I'm Casey, shopping machine. Nick, and Brandon are still on the hunt. Okay, how about this product? Duncan Hines Dolly Parton's Buttermilk Biscuits. That's Dolly Parton brand. That is brand. correct. It's Duncan Hines brand, but yeah. it's a Dolly Parton signature, signature and she, recipe. And she has large breasts. It's yeah. a 16-ounce box. And uh, Brandon, we'll start with you. What do you think that's worth? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um... You said uh, how many ounces? 16 <laughs> ounces. I'm not sure exactly how many biscuits you can make with that. I love that Brandon's actually thinking this. I know. That's a, that's a good number. That's Competitive. Good number. Uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll say... We'll say... I don't know. Um, 9.99. 99. Yeah. For cake mix. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm going to go next. Mix. I'm going to say that it's uh, uh, 4.99. Casey, how about you? <laughs> I'm going two ninety nine. Two ninety nine. Brandon's saying because of the name, it jacks the price yeah. up. Probably, uh, Steve. What's your bid? Four forty eight. Four forty eight. Uh, and Nick, how about you? I'm going to go uh, five sixty nine. Five sixty nine. And Kathy. Three ninety nine. Three ninety nine. This isn't looking good. All right. <laughs> Actual retail price: Duncan Hines, Holly, Dolly Parton, buttermilk mix is three dollars and forty nine cents. That means Casey. Yeah. It's a point. <laughs> two for Steve, two for Casey. Three forty nine. 
349. Yeah. Wow. yeah. yeah. It, but, you know, you would figure with the Dolly Parton uh, approval, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. jack it up to 20 bucks. Yeah. All right. Bob Barker passed away. That's why we're playing the, uh, that's why we're playing the Price is Right. We're Brandon Marsh. How fortunate for him that he did, that he didn't have to hear this. All right. Here's our next item up for bids. Pepperidge Farm Goldfish Ooh. Mix. Ooh. What size? Extra cheddar plus pretzel crackers together. 6.6 ounce bag of right, that. 6.6? Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Nick, why don't we open the bidding with you? Two ninety nine. All right. Two ninety nine. And uh, Casey, you? Uh, <laughs> three ninety nine. Uh, three ninety. I thought you were going to say three bucks. Wait, mix in that it's three bags? Uh, no. no, it's uh, it's uh, it's the it's pretzels and goldfish mixed together in one. Okay, in one bag. Yes, Got correct. It. All right. Well, Kathy, why don't you bid? $4.99. All right, she says $4.99. Uh, I will bid, I'm going to say $3.40. Steve, how about you? $4.29. All right, Steve says $4.29. Sorry, I'm running out of room here. $4.29. And Brandon Marsh, what do you think the bid is? <laughs> I was my my. I had three nineteen for some reason. In my go head. with it. Okay, yeah, we go with it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> three nineteen. The actual retail price of the Pepperidge Farm Goldfish Mix is. Oh man, it's three dollars even. We've all overbid. Oh, no, wait, 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 wait. No. Nick, 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 two ninety nine. Casey, you should have. You should have three dollars. Yeah, but. So so, how far <laughs> over was Brandon? Brandon? He was over. He was over, and I was two ninety nine. I was a cent off. He was nineteen cents over. Brandon. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, we can do one That's more. Legit. All right. One more. All right. Uh, all right. Here we go. Something we're all familiar with. Signature Care Bathroom Tissue, Premiumly Soft Double Roll, Two-Ply, uh, a 12-count. So Feels oh so good in your butthole. 12-count of Signature Care Bathroom Tissue. Brandon, I'll let you choose when you want to go, since you're our guest today. You want to go near the beginning or near the end of this? I'll start it off. You said double-ply, right? <laughs> yeah, double-ply. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah. All right. 12-count? Uh, yep. Yeah. Oh, Okay. Uh, what was the brand again? It's called Signature, Signature Care Bathroom Tissue. It's their it's their home brand. Yep, it's good stuff. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go with for a twelve count. Yep. Uh, I mean, I could be way off here too, but let's go with uh, six forty nine. Six forty nine. All right, Casey, you're up next. All right, I'm going with Brandon. Do you know why why I'm going with two eighty nine? No. That's your batting average right now. <laughs> That's a good batting average, Brandon. I hope, I hope, I hope you're right with this answer there. All right, Kathy? Uh, wait, what, tell me what, what were the bids so far? All right, so we had uh, Brandon at 649 and Casey 649. at 289. Right, okay. Um, I'm going to go... I'm going to go 749. 749. All right, Steve. 729. All right, Steve says 729. I will say, I'm going to say $9. Mm. I'm going over. It's the signature guys. brand. All right, and uh, Nick, you're last. I'm going to go uh, $5.24. 524. All right, the actual retail price. Over. Actual retail price is $6.99. And Uh-oh. that means. That's Brandon Moore! Yeah. Go, Brandon. Uh, We're all in the, 
in the two club. Wow. Yeah, only uh, Casey, Steve, Nick, and Brandon all have two points. So but only what? one of us uh, plays in Major League Baseball. So <laughs> yeah. right, no, no. Here's what we'll do. Okay, just the, do one more. Just the five of you. <laughs> okay, all right. all get right. to go, and this will determine who our winner is. So somebody will absolutely win uh, F this. Hang on, I got to rewrite this. Okay, so we have uh, Steve, Nick, Casey, and Brandon, and I will let me let me pick a good item here that you guys might have a shot at getting it correct. How about Dolly Parton brand motor oil? No. (laughs) (laughs) All right, how about this? Jimmy Dean heat and serve sausage patties. Casey's going to nail this. 26 in this particular package. Yeah, so it uh, it weighs out to 23.9 ounces. All right, so Jimmy Dean heat and serve sausage patties, original 26 count, 23.9 ounces. And Brandon's our guest. Do you want to go first or last, Brandon, or somewhere in the middle? I'll start it off, but I I need a quick second to think about this. Okay, certainly. (laughs) Take your time. Uh, Understood. Uh, So 26 count, 23 ounce. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess they weigh a less okay. than an ounce each. Okay. So a little small patties. Yep. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Let's go with, you said uh, 26 of them. Let's go. Uh, dang. I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to. Take a little leap here and just let's go. Let's go eleven ninety nine. Eleven ninety nine. Wow. Okay, Casey, Listen, we'll go to you next. For some reason, this is a high one. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. Um, I wanted to go last. Uh, Nine ninety nine. Nine ninety nine. All right, Nick. Yeah, I think because meat is involved, it's going to be a higher priced item. So I'm going to go. Eight dollars and forty nine cents. Eight forty nine. Steve, I know what you're going to do. No, no. Oh, I would love to do that. I'm going to go six ninety nine. Six ninety nine. See, I would have bid a dollar. Yeah, it takes everything underneath, and you don't have to worry about going over the actual retail price. Jimmy Dean heat and serve sausage patties, original twenty six count is. Oh my God! What? It's six ninety nine. That's exactly what Steve said. Wow, Steve. Wow. <laughs> Two bids exactly right. Steve Morrison is our winner. Thank you. With the Price is Right game and Brandon Marsh, our special guest. Wow. I'm I'm blown away. But I'm impressed, Brandon, that you uh you got a couple of points in there, man. You know your stuff. Don't count the kid out. <laughs> <laughs> do you do the majority of shopping? No, I do not. <laughs> I had a feeling. Oh, nice, man. Hey, by the way, how is, uh, uh, real quick, going back to a more serious note, uh, you had that uh, knee contusion. Obviously, you're you're back and ready to go, but um, are you feeling 100% at this point? Yeah, yeah. It was, awesome. yeah, it was a little scary moment just for me just because I felt my I felt my whole knee felt like a dang shattered, oh. but it was... Uh, it was just a little scary moment. I hit, I hit a hit a hard part underneath the padding under the wall, going for a ball. And uh, mm-hmm. I mean, it is what it is. If, if I could run it back again, I'd do the same thing. So yeah. I uh, it's recovered recovered well. It took a couple extra days uh, than I wanted to, but it was a smart thing to to sit out those extra two days mm-hmm. and uh, to make sure we were at a full one hundred percent ready to go. Yeah. Did you ever see uh, Aaron Rowan's face after he ran into that same wall with a, this was pre padding? Yeah, no, that that, yeah. that 
that's a dog right there. Yeah, man. Yeah. You guys definitely you take your lumps from time to time. So, uh, but glad everything worked out all right. Listen, man, we just um, uh, thanks for coming on with us. We just uh, we had such a great time meeting you at uh, at spring training, and uh, you know we try not to, to bug people while they're working. Yeah. and uh, and they've got things on their mind, but uh, we um, felt you needed to go shopping. Yeah, yeah. but today <laughs> we wanted you to play Praxis Right games. No. <laughs> Brandon, <laughs> well worth your time. <laughs> I I just want to let you know this uh, peek behind the curtain. I think you might be Preston's favorite player that he has uh, that, that has been on the Phillies yeah. in, in a really really long time. Well, that's awesome. So man. please <laughs> let him take you golf. <laughs> golf what did you say? Please let him take you golfing when your season's <laughs> over. Hey, but who's shooting seventy five? That's me. That's Preston. Gosh, I'll, I'll caddy for you. Then. No, no. Here's, here's what you do: you both go to Acme and go shopping. That's where you dominate. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then throw it in all the regular customer space that we know all the prices. <laughs> nice. All right, Brandon. Thanks a bunch, man. Go get them. It's it's great to talk to you, and uh, we'll chat another time. Okay. Good, good, good hearing from you guys. Thanks for having me on. All right. Let's hear it for Brandon Marsh, guys. Yeah. What a great guy, man. Apropos that we play center field in the nice. center fielder, of course. Nice and guy. Such a cool guy, most definitely. All right. I think that we ought to take ourselves a break because we do indeed have some more Bizarre File stories to share. So we'll do that and return in just a moment if you hang out with us. As the kids get ready to go... Back to school here at 93.3 WMMR. We're once again honing our skills in the art of alphabetizing. MMR's Back to School A to Z returns. It's a can't-miss annual tradition where we play back thousands of different songs alphabetically by title. It's two weeks' worth of no-repeat hits, album tracks, those oh-wow songs, and many titles of dubious artistic merit. Preston and Steve kick it off next Thursday at 9 a.m. MMR is back to school A to Z. From the station that doesn't feel tardy, 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. Brought this morning by Dermatology Associates of Plymouth Meeting, recruiting for an eczema study to test a topical medication. Ages two and older can register. Compensation may be available for time and travel. PlymouthMeetingDermatology.com. All right, listen. Listen to these chuckleheads. Uh, two Arkansas men face charges after allegedly shooting each other during a night of drinking while each man tried on a bulletproof vest. <laughs> but it gets even better because the lie they tried to use to cover this up is hilarious. Okay, Charles Eugene Ferris and Christopher Hicks were both arrested Sunday on charges of uh, felony aggravated assault. By the way, they're, they're 50 and 36 oh years old. God. So a sheriff's deputy took the initial report from Ferris at the hospital where authorities say Ferris invented a story to cover for Hicks. Ferris said he was hired to protect, quote, an asset. 
who paid him $200 to follow him into the woods at Hop State Park. Uh, Ferris said that the pair went out into the woods and met another man around 10 p.m. The man approached Ferris's asset. Is it asset or asshat? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So the man approached Ferris's asset when a gunfight broke out. Ferris said that he was struck six times, but also managed to return fire before driving off with the asset. He's like, you know, he's trying to pretend like he's a professional bodyguard or yeah, something. That's yeah. my bodyguard. Uh, Ferris said the asset dropped him off at his vehicle before he dumped his weapons and drove himself to Mercy Hospital. However... It was clear the ash hat had been hurt. But here's how it came out. Ferris's wife arrived at the hospital a short time later and told investigators their husband and Hicks shot each other while they were drinking on the back porches of their home. <laughs> what happened to the asset? Uh, Ferris later recanted his initial story to deputies saying that he made it up to keep Hicks from getting in trouble. Ferris said that he had been wearing the vest when he asked Hicks to shoot him with a 22 caliber semi-automatic rifle. The vest stopped the bullet but still hurt and left the mark on his chest. Ferris became, quote, pissed because he he was hurting from the shot and, quote, unloaded the clip into Christopher's back after Hicks put the vest on. So he just... He asked him to shoot him. Yeah. Hicks only suffered bruising from the gunshots, gunshots, and Ferris initially told his wife he was fine after the shooting, but complained about the pain, so she told him to go to the hospital. Uh, they're both free on $5,000 bond, and obviously they're going to have to go to court for this. A Texas woman who claimed that her missing Houston landlord faked his death and ran away to Africa two years ago has been arrested on murder and theft charges. Wow. Yeah, Pamela Ann Merritt allegedly killed Colin Kardashi, uh, confessed to friends, hid the body under the stairs for months, and told police that when they showed up that the remains actually belonged to a dead dog. Um, <laughs> With a human head? <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Police reported Kardashian missing in February 2021 after a storm and a deep freeze gripped the city and caused power outages. Joe Guy, a tenant, uh, told police that he came home from a long trip and found Kardashian gone and Merritt inside and refusing to leave. I didn't say dog. I said mog. He asked her where Mr. Uh, Colin, the landlord, was, and the defendant replied that he was dead and that she killed him. Wow. At the time, police took Merritt to the hospital for a psychiatric evaluation. Uh, But in October 2021, Merritt was back in the building and Kardashian had still not been found. Another tenant, Tabitha Pope, called police to report a suspicious discovery. Large pools and drops of blood in the building's upper floors. A knife in the mailbox Mm. and a bin with blood in it on the crawl space. Pope had recently moved into the building and told police that she was paying rent to Merritt and her boyfriend. The woman who killed the landlord is now collecting rent from other people that in the is building. amazing. Yes. Uh, and her boyfriend, Michael Brown, who was That's there. That's an entrepreneur. That, totally. Yeah. <laughs> she saw an opportunity. <laughs> Absolutely. According to Pope Merritt. The market will dictate. Merritt and Brown told her conflicting stories about the building's owner. One was that he was missing. The other was that he died in the hospital. Suspicious of their claims, Pope in December apparently tricked them into revealing the location of Kardashian's body by saying the discovery of his remains would keep the house out of foreclosure. So she called the police and found Kardashian's decomposing remains and Merritt and Brown allegedly painting over a blood-stained wall on the second floor. Don't mind that. Police interviewed Merritt and Brown and Merritt said the remains belonged to a dead dog. She also uh, told detectives that she thought Kardashian faked his death and went to Africa. Furthermore, she allegedly claimed the blood around her house was, quote, from rotten meat that she cleaned out of the refrigerator. You know when you throw rotten meat around your house? She's being held on a $500,000 bond. She used the asset defense. Yeah. 
All right, nearly two dozen participants in a tough mutter competition who crawled, climbed, and waded through a mucky obstacle course recently reported developing bumpy, pus-filled skin rashes oh. and fevers. Ooh, that sounds good. On August 19th and 20th, mutters assembled at Sonoma Raceway in California to attempt such a course, but within 24 hours of the event, many people started to get sick. Department of Health Services issued an advisory to all tough mutter participants, warning them that multiple people had reported symptoms that could signal a potentially serious infection caused by a group of bacteria called uh, aromanas. And it was oozing pus? Yeah. That's what they call mutter butter. They received seven positive cases of bacterial infections from aromanas uh, or aromonas. Uh, the department is operating under the assumption that the aromonas bacteria are behind most infections tied to the event. Um, they would have become with uh, pus would have become ill with pus filled bumps on their skin, fever, muscle aches, and headaches. The symptoms could be indicative of a minor illness called swimmer's itch. You guys so, ever hear of that? Yeah, you, no. you, well, you. You mentioning this, Preston, years ago when the mutter runs were all the rage. Yeah. Articles popped up about the risk of this exact condition. So swimmer's itch is an allergic reaction triggered by certain microscopic parasites found in animal droppings. And swimmer's itch can cause small blisters and pimples as well as tingling, burning, or itching on the skin. But it usually doesn't require medical attention. However, the mutter symptoms can indicate also a staph infection or mother, more other serious bacterial infections such as aromonas. So, yeah, there's stuff in there, man. There's There can be poop in there. Yeah, it's like a mutter butter bar. Have you ever had one? No, I have not. They're delicious. Okay. You, can, you can taste the poop, uh, but not the like pus. Rainbow. Yeah. I've had Muddy Buddies, though. Those are good. Muddy, Muddy Buddies? Buddies? Yeah, it's like a uh, Chex Mix with uh, oh, yeah. chocolate and yeah. Oh, really? I sugar. remember Utter Butters. Have another Utter, Utter butter, butter, peanut butter, butter sandwich cookie. I used to like that. <laughs> yeah, me too. Those were actually pretty good. I loved them. I was not... A, I, as I remember, By the way, the Bizarre Files over, so... Oh, okay. As okay. I remember, the cookie was fairly, like, flaky and... Like, mm, right? I, uh, I remember it was shaped like a peanut. Right. And it had peanut butter filling in it. Oh, And I loved it. Oh, remember those? I loved those. those. Yes. I that's what it, they were called? I think I loved <laughs> Utter uh, butter, Nick. Could you look up uh, uh-huh. utter butter just to make sure that we're uh, correct on that? U T T E R. No, not U D D. No, not U D. <laughs> yeah, just use They look like yeah, nipples. Grab a nipple and start sucking. Yeah, they look like a big old. Uh, yeah. Nipple. Nutter butter, utter butter? Nutter butter, not nutter butter. butters. Dude, that's what I was like. I've never heard of an utter butter, I'm but sorry. I know well, nutter butter. It was an utter nutter butter. There is utter butter, and it's U D D E R butter. Like, uh. For um, your nipples. Bag no, bomb. it's actually, I think it's to put on cow's udders. It's like bag bomb, which you can also then put on your skin uh, yes. if you get really rough hands in the winter. Or I use butter, by the way. It's a B-U-T-T yes. apostrophe R. Wait, your butthole. Uh, well, yeah. I yeah. mean, in your butt cheeks for, yeah. you know, when you're... Is is bag um, bomb, is that... It was invented for, for milking cows? a teat. And, uh, but now you can use it as a, you know, as a salve on your hands if you get oh, rusty. I thought it was your nut sack. No. It yeah, seems bag. like an obvious, bag. right? Yeah. Sack sack, sack salve. Yeah. I, have, I, have, I do have something called nut butter at home. Yeah, which, we is had, your, yeah, which is for your, which is for your scrotal area. Yeah. yeah, we had bag bomb because my dad's skin in the wintertime would get it uh, like it would get cracked and bleeding. That's how dry it would get. So my mom started buying this bag bomb stuff, and it works. Nick, um, but it, it was originally invented to go on uh, on a cow's boob. I used to date a girl whose dad <laughs> would get literally in the winter his hands would become like yeah. like ashy white, yes, uh, and, and like super dry, and, and like he would move his hands, and the skin would start cracking. I mean, yeah. it, it was hard. Horrible. It's painful. So once you rub that on my, uh... what if human being females had an udder? 
Yeah, well, I guess in, they kind instead of, of breast. I mean, it's just the same thing. It's used for the same. You know, it's for nursing. Then that would turn us on. Then still hot. I never thought of that one thing right here on the chest. Oh, just in the one. Middle. Yeah. Oh, with just several nipples. Uh, one single uni- udder with, se- oh, yeah, with several. Which I think uh, there are four teats on a. Uh, Sometimes there's more, right? Yeah. On an udder. I don't know how many teats on a, on an udder. Start tugging and count. How many teats on an udder? Maybe that's a stupid question tomorrow. <laughs> that might be. I, uh, well, I gotta I think, believe there's uh, four. For example, you're talking about a nipple array, like on a cat. They have more. Right. Like six. Normally, the cow has four teats of about equal size on an udder. Okay. Sometimes six. Sometimes six. Yeah. And how many does a cat have, Steve? I think six. I think I'm constantly feeling up my cats. Yeah. I know. I I sneak up behind my cat when they're you know at the at the sink and. These are things we talk about on the Preston and Steve show. (laughs) All right. Um. So we're gonna take a break. Uh, we're going to come back in a have second. Have some other butter. And have another butter. I, I apologize. I got that wrong. Nutter butter. Um, but when we come back, maybe we'll have a question about teats. I don't know. We're going to have to do the lesson question. We'll see if you get it right and uh, can win a prize. So stay put. We'll be back in a moment. What's going on in the world of rock? You'll find it at WMMR.com. Your one-stop outlet for all the rock news you need to know. WMMR.com. Where FOMO goes to die. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back. And this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at Acme Swooping and Win Game.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Free diamonds. Steven Singer is giving away free diamonds. You don't want to miss this. Everyone who purchases an engagement ring will receive a free one-carat lab-grown diamond. You must be thinking Stephen only sells real natural earthborne diamonds. Well, you're right, but Stephen will never sell a lab-grown diamond, but he will give them away. Nothing says I love you less than a lab-grown diamond. Don't be fooled by real natural earthborne diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. Steven Singer Jewelers, online at IHateStevenSinger.com or in a showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly while supplies last. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Hit this a few times, back that we do have a very cool Word of the Week prize this week, and it's uh, four tickets to the Aerosmith Farewell Show. Yeah. Tuesday, or I'm sorry, this Saturday at the Wells Fargo Center and Black Crows performing as well. It's called Peace Out, the Farewell Tour, and it's kicking off in Philadelphia. So, stick with us. The letter's going to be along shortly. And I want to make sure, yeah, I did mention all our uh, cooling caravan uh, drop-offs this morning. Uh, They were out making magic today. XL Hydraulics and uh, Tioga Marine Terminal. Um, And just a reminder that uh, it's Pumpkin at Duncan, man. If you haven't heard, Duncan's Pumpkin lineup is indeed back. So we thank them 
uh, for participating in that this morning. All right, we're going to do today's lesson question. We are going to give away as a prize this week a pair of tickets to MMR BQ. Saturday, September 16th. How about that? And the question that I ask is this. We know that there's a Dolly Parton brand of Duncan Hines biscuits, <laughs> but she also put her name on what other product? 215-263-WMMR. Now, don't go looking up Dolly Parton products. It had to be what was said on the air this morning, and it's not real. She doesn't really have this product, as far as I know. <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. There's a Dolly Parton brand of Duncan Hines biscuits. She also put her name on what other product? I call now if you know. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. While you call, we'll get some stories from Steve. So let's go ahead and do that now. What's up this morning, Steve? Absolutely. Well, Mitchell Musso, famous for playing Oliver Oaken on Hannah Montana, was arrested at a Texas hotel this weekend for belligerent behavior. Musso told authorities he purposely made a scene in hopes that someone would say he was famous for playing Oliver Oaken. And it worked. Latin rapper Bad Bunny, I don't know if you guys saw this, causing a social media stir by posting a cropped nude photo on Instagram showing what appears to be a huge mound of pubic hair. In a related story, girlfriend Kendall Jenner was seen leaving a Brentwood Home Depot after purchasing a machete. (laughs) Oh, my God. And finally, R. Kelly's former victims have been awarded a total of $10.5 million for threats he made against them for appearing in the surviving R. Kelly docuseries. Kelly says the whole incident has really taken the piss out of him. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, we are looking for the answer to this. Uh, We know that uh, there's a Dolly Parton brand of Duncan Hines biscuits. She also put her name on which other product? 215-263-WMMR. It is Craig that we will go to. Hey, Craig, morning, bud. How you doing? Good, man. Alright, so not only does Dolly Parton have uh, Duncan Hines biscuits, what else does she have? Motor oil. Motor yeah. oil. Yeah, hang on, Craig. Got tickets to MM Barbecue. It's coming up, man. September 16th. Freedom Mortgage Pavilion. Shine Down, Billy Idol, Arkham Poe, Aaron Jones, Dirty Honey, Finger 11, Tiger Cub, Vixen 77, The Preston and Steve Side Stage, live music from Don McCluskey and band, and also. Live band karaoke, Jackie Bam Bam, DJ set. There's so much going on. Go to Ticketmaster.com, WMMR.com uh, as well. And there are concert uh, shirts available until tomorrow in the MMR Rock Shop. All right, let's do music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. You might fart. Yoga fire. All right. I have up there. a couple of stories to pass along. Uh, we'll start with this. White Snake's original guitarist and one of the band's founding members, Bernie Marsden, uh, has died at the age of 72. Aww. Yeah. Uh, among the numerous songs he penned, he co-wrote the band's nice, uh, massive 1987 hit, Here I Go Again, with David Coverdale. Uh, Coverdale shared a tribute to his former bandmate and wrote, I've just woken up to the awful news that my old friend and former snake Bernie uh, Marsden has passed. My sincere thoughts and prayers to his beloved family, friends and fans, a genuinely funny, gifted man whom I was honored to know and share the stage with. Um, a As a recording musician, his name appears on hundreds of albums. His first band, by the way, he was in UFO. 
There, I know tons of people who I, I never really. I don't know anything by UFO, but they, they are cited as one of those. They're revered, influential bands. I, I'm right in that same camp with you. I'm like, yeah. really? So why do I keep hearing about these guys? And his first band put him on stage actually with Ringo Starr in Monaco. He played uh, the Beacon Theater in New York with the Allman Brothers Band, and also wrote and played with Motorhead. <clears throat> and he occasionally still played with White Snake. His uh, family released a statement <clears throat> uh, that he passed away peacefully and was surrounded by his wife and two daughters at the time of his death. So sad news. Very sad. Yeah. Uh, But this is uplifting news. Um, He's alive again. Andy Taylor has been uh, battling a deadly form of cancer for years, but he's done a complete 180 recently and now says that he isn't showing symptoms of the disease. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. The Duran Duran guitarist was interviewed by the Times of London revealing the amazing news about his favorable stage four prostate cancer prognosis. Uh, He gave all the credit to his miraculous uh, for his miraculous recovery to scientist Christopher Evans used an innovative treatment to target his cancer cells with radioactive chemicals. Uh, Taylor said, "I was classified as palliative, end of life care. Now I'm not. I'm asymptomatic." But he admits that the process has been tough on him, saying that he turns quote radioactive for several days. And has gone through many psychological highs and lows during his journey. He said six weeks after he was first diagnosed in 2018, he hit rock bottom emotionally, thinking he was going to die. He said, you're going to have to say goodbye to your family. Uh, You're not going to see your grandson's 10th birthday party. Uh, Psychologically, it's mind-blowing. You can't have therapy to remove certainty of death. Uh, He kept his disease private until Duran Duran was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2022 after Simon LeBond had read a letter from him explaining his cancer fight during the band's acceptance speech. Uh, Taylor says he's not out of the woods yet. Uh, He still has to go through a few more rounds of cancer treatments, but things are certainly on the right track now. So if the symptoms are stopped and, and all of that, and they kind of just lock it, um, I mean that initially when I first heard the uh, the story on this potential a while ago, they were saying you know five to six additional years of life. But now the prognosis is even better. So we'll see yeah, how know. it goes. Yeah, absolutely. It's so amazing that's good stuff. News. Yeah, and Duran Duran is in town. I think next week. And you're seeing them. I'm taking. Yeah, I'm definitely going. Me and my wife and my youngest are going. And then finally, uh, this is actually from a listener. I got this in from uh, Greg's in, Greg in Bucks County, and uh, I'm sure that Chuck would know this. He said, good morning at Presbo. <laughs> I was watching a rockumentary on AXS TV, Triumph Rock and Roll Machine. And there's a segment about halfway in where they spend a good five minutes covering one of their stops at the Spectrum. And it shows bassist Mike Levine doing an interview at WMMR uh-huh. wearing a Flyers jersey at the concert. Pretty That's cool, cool. stuff. So I thought that was pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. And if you're a Triumph fan, I haven't seen it yet. I know that Chuck has seen it. He said it's great. Uh, but I definitely want to check that out because I love that band. All right. And there you go. That is what I have in the music news for you. We have a final break to take. We're going to do it now. Come back in a second. We'll get that first letter for the Word of the Week prize, which we will give away on Thursday this week. So uh, keep that in mind. Thursday, four-letter word. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. As the kids get ready to go back to school here at 93.3 WMMR, we're once again honing our skills in the art of alphabetizing. 
MMR's Back to School A to Z returns. It's a can't-miss annual tradition where we play back thousands of different songs, alphabetically by title. It's two weeks' worth of no-repeat hits, album tracks, those oh-wow songs, and many titles of dubious artistic merit. Preston and Steve kick it off next Thursday at 9 a.m. MMR is back to school A to Z. From the station that doesn't feel tardy, 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Bring us to the end of our program today, 93.3 WMMR. About 81 degrees is our high and a little less humidity and uh, mainly clouds. Comfortable. Uh, for the course of the day, yeah, I would agree. And it looks a little breezy out right now. Trees are kind of swaying around right now. Down a boardwalk. Yeah, whipping down. Hey, man! Hey, man! <laughs> uh, so tomorrow we're looking at some spotty showers here and there. Nothing that looked intense or at any great length, but uh, high about 78 and then some morning rain on uh, Wednesday. Uh, we're going to be topping off at about 82. I would like to thank our guest, Brandon Marsh. Yeah, good sport. Of the Phils. A very good sport. Uh, he played a uh, uh, in honor of um, Bob Barker passing away. Uh, he played a, uh, a pricing game with us and uh, came this close to winning. Very, yes. very close. But Steve was victorious. Uh, but we had a, we had a good time with him. It was a good sport to do it. Here's a text that came in and said, "Hey guys, I just want to say I saw Marsh up at Lehigh after the game. He signed autographs for kids and some parents and." Anybody who wanted one for over an hour after he played the game. So, that says it all. Kind of guy he is. That's it. Definitely. Uh, and thanks again to Duncan Yay! for hanging out. With President Steve Cooling Caravan, we hit XL Hydraulics in Clarksboro, New Jersey. And then... Tioga Marine Terminal on uh, Delaware Avenue in Port Richmond. So uh, we appreciate them going and taking all the iced coffee out. Uh, don't forget to order your seasonal favorites from Duncan, including the pumpkin spice signature latte, the pumpkin donut, nutty pumpkin coffee, and more. And Philly runs on Duncan. You imagine you're working out on a job site and it's like 76 degrees. Oh, you need to cool off. Yeah. <laughs> But anyhow, we it's all good it's though. It's good delicious. Absolutely. All right, uh, we need to do the letter of the day, and I understand Casey is the only person in the world that can do it today. Wow! Got you. Here we go. Preston and Steve on ninety three three WMMR. Now the daily letter and the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter B, as in back in the saddle. All right, and yep, we're going to yeah. give away a four pack of tickets as MMR rocks Aerosmith. Peace out the farewell tour this Saturday. Saturday, September 2nd at the Wells Fargo Center. And the Black Crows are performing as well. It is the 50th anniversary of Aerosmith celebrating a lifetime of hits. Very few tickets remain for sale, and we will give those away on Thursday. Keep in mind, it's a short work week this week for us as we're headed into the holiday weekend. I want to thank our sponsors, President Steve Show, brought to you today by Duncan. And the President Steve Show runs on Duncan, of course. And by Wilmington University. Find your education home at Wilmington University. Wilmu.edu. Uh, tomorrow on the program, many things, including comedian uh, Giancarlo Sorisi huh. uh, on the program. So we'll see what else we get into. That's it. We are done. So rage on and have yourself a great day. And we'll see you tomorrow, friend. Bye-bye. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Bing there. <laughs> 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 we made you.
USAA Insurance to help you save. Take advantage of discounts when you cover your home and your ride. Discover how we're helping members save at USAA.com slash bundle. Restrictions apply.